everybody. Welcome back to the forecast, a bi-weekly podcast about everything games, film, and news. Whoa. That's good. Wow. <laughs> well done. I'm Aaron. <laughs> and I'm <Austin. laughs> All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Forecast, a bi-weekly podcast about everything games, film, and news. This is episode 175. It is Thursday the 29th of June, 2023. Uh, this week, we're talking about not a ton, but we've got, you know, studio shutting down, games coming back, uh, and, like, just a bunch of Final Fantasy. It's, like, all the different Final Fantasy stuff that you can think of. <laughs> um... My name is Alex McCoslin, and I'm here joined by... I'm Caleb Juno. I'm Chad McCoslin. I'm Jake Fatter-Kyle. Frank C. Ricey. That's our crew for today. We might be joined by Owen randomly later in the podcast, so be prepared <laughs> prepared for that. Um, oh, we didn't think about segment this week. Usually we no. have Aaron's lists. Also, it, it is July now, by the way. Oh, yeah, it's <laughs> definitely July. Was, did he say June? <laughs> June 29th. Incredible. Oh, People no. listening are going to be like, what happened? We, we released <laughs> this in the past. Yeah. Did I say the 29th? Yes. Yeah. Excellent. It's a flashback cast. It is <laughs> July 13th. Oh, you could just run it back if you want. Nope. It's Amazing. From the That's top, staying from in the there. Top. So good. We have well, so little content. We need all the bloopers. Uh, They're all staying in. It is also I mean, episode one seventy six, not one seventy five. This wasn't this oh, wasn't changed at all. Nice. All you, you got to do, honestly, one. is like episode one seventy six. At the point where you say the date, just like go like record after this, mm. and just just put your voice into where it's like, hey everybody, today is July thirteenth, <laughs> the twenty seventh. Yes. That'd be good. Today That'd we're going to be talking about. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Final Fantasy, which is not topical <laughs> at, at all. all. <laughs> Correct. It's the last one, though. So. It's not it even the new topical, Final Fantasy we're that we're talking yet. about. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about a bunch of old ones. <laughs> it's true. Makes no sense. Does anybody have anything interesting for segment? I'm thinking no. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I have something. I don't know. I don't know if anyone cares. I, I have a list of the top stealth games. I was oh, randomly right. on a stealth game kick. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Heck, let's hear it. Yeah. All right. That's all right. All right. I'll pull it up. So, uh, so first of all, who's this from? This is from time... Polygon. This is Polygon. Okay. I also right, have one from Games Radar. I don't know which one's going to be better. Hmm. Polygon? More like Polystay. Got him. All right. We're doing wow. Polygon. Polystale. <laughs> all right. So, Ooh. this is top 10. Sorry, top nine best stealth games. Yeah. Top nine. Okay. Top nine. Sure. They top couldn't nine. think of a they tenth find another one. <laughs> they couldn't this find the tenth one because it's all so nine stealth good. games of all time. <laughs> nice. All right. So number nine, we got Thief Two: The Metal Age. Mm, the yeah. good thief. Yeah. This I've never played the Thief games. They're a little old. They're pretty old. <laughs> they are, but they were pretty cool because like each level was like very unique kind of experience. Scared the crap out of me when I was a kid. <laughs> mm. Were they scary games? No. 
Uh, yeah, I just I wasn't. Ex- so. No, so I, I walked up. It, it, so it's real quick side story. It, the very first level in Thief Two, uh, you walk up. You're walking along like a uh, uh, aqueduct or like a little uh, channel, whatever, mm-hmm. on the streets, and you walk up to a torch. And I didn't realize I had the speakers cranked, and the character goes, "Ooh, <laughs> better shut off that light so that way I can." Stay in the dark or something like that. But that just like, ooh, scared the <laughs> shit out of me to the point that I shut the game off and I didn't play it for like a year. Wow. <laughs> that is hilarious. Holy shit. <laughs> wow. I got to try that. I got to check this game out. Dude, that guy, he's just like, ooh. It's, it's weird. Iconic. All right. Uh, number eight, we have Mark of the Ninja. Mm, this is a game. Uh, 2D side scroller. I actually yeah. I never um I never played a ton of it. Oh, it's really I did good. Play that one. Yeah, that one was that one was okay. They make a, another set of games that's really similar in play style. I can't remember what it's called. Right? I think it's oh, Steve it of the Ninja. Um, no, they make Shank. Do they? Oh, yeah. Is that the? Are they the same people who do like Guacamelee? I don't think so. I have I think no I mean idea. Guacamelee. Guacamelee. Mm-hmm. Guacamelee. Uh, are we look, are we looking up who did that? I was. Okay. Well, I was uh, gonna, what's now? the next? Yeah, one? it's the strongest next point play, of this podcast is fact play, checking. Play? So. How do you say that? Alei, it's them. Okay. Okay, that's that's but these guys. Mark the Ninja and the Shank people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Shank right, is very right, different. Right. It, well, yeah, like the art style and everything is pretty similar. I feel like. Sure, but Shank is more of like even a size like beat him up. Style. Is yeah. it? Okay, all right. I mean, I haven't played much more than Ninja, so I defer to you. Uh, our next one is Splinter Cell Blacklist. That's number seven. It's the newest one, as far as I'm aware. Oh, is oh. it? I think so. It's the first huh. one that doesn't have the usual voice actor for Sam Fisher. Who uh-huh. I don't. I don't know who that is either. What happened to Michael Ironside? They fired him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like genuinely, I think they just didn't want him. To do it anymore well that's because he like dude in all the splinter cell games except for like the first one he is absolutely trashed when he's recording his, <laughs> his voice work <laughs> like like he's like i'm saying where's my daughter hmm, i don't know guess it was pretty good the next one deus ex human revolution oh mm, uh, mm, uh. i don't know is, is it a stealth game would you qualify deus ex as a stealth game isn't that it's, more like an immersive sim kind of? It is an immersive yeah. sim, but Which as a part can be of that, stealthy, it, I guess. Yeah, you can, right? Yeah, it's true. I feel like yeah. we're going to run against more than one of those, actually. Uh, yes, yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I also haven't played much of this one. I was, I'm surprised how little of this list I've actually played. I feel like but... Chad played a bunch of uh, Deus, Deus Ex, right? Oh yeah. Is she a big Deus Ex guy? Yeah. Uh, that's why uh, when Cyberpunk was coming out. I was so into that because basically just like better Deus Ex. Sure. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, number five, Assassin's Creed. The first one. Okay, Which the first the... one's probably the uh, most stealthy. Yeah. I think it's the only one you could call a stealth game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Still maybe a stretch even. Yeah, I, I mean, I wouldn't put it in top ten, especially not at five. It's top nine. It's top nine, though. Top so nine. I would put so it in a top nine, not a top ten. Top nine. But top nine, different ballgame. What number was this? Six? Five. Five? See, you're, going, really you're starting high. at ten. We're at five. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. 
Uh, then number four, we have another Splinter Cell, Splinter Cell Chaos Theory. Oh, but yeah. This that is was, the. Sorry, is that the one with the co-op? Mm, the, that, that sounds uh, right. The with like the mercenaries versus agents or whatever. I thought that was in Double Agent. Was it? It could be in both though. Okay. Um, I just I distinctly remember co-op in uh Double Agent. Uh, but naturally. Yeah, I mean, right? That makes sense. One person plays one agent, one person plays the double. Uh, but Chaos Theory, I've been given to understand it's the best Splinter Cell. Never played it, but I've been <laughs> given to understand that it is the best one. Yeah. I wonder if it still holds up, because it's pretty old at this point. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, I think it's PS2. Yeah. So stealth it's, it's stealth, man. That's the thing, right? You get good mechanics, the graphics, because PS2, I feel like, is at a level... Where the graphics are, like, good enough that I can just still enjoy it. Mm. Like, it ain't like Thief 2, where I go and I'm like, ooh, that's some no, folded dude. cardboard looking guys. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but the graphics, there's there's definitely a uh, art style to it. Sure, sure, that's fair. Uh, so at number three, appropriately, eno- appropriately enough, we have Hitman 3. Hmm. Nice. That's, that's a really good pick. I Personally, love the Hitman games. I do too. They're so good. I would have put two. I feel like two is just a little bit better, but that's fine. Isn't like all of two in three at this point? <laughs> it's like yeah, it's kind all of kind argument. of combined, right? Yeah, they kind of they put at this point. Yeah, you can't buy just Hitman three. I don't think it's just World of Assassination, which is <laughs> one, two, and three. Uh huh. But so specifying three, weird. yeah, it's weird. I I mean, it's great that they like that. It's easy to get them all now. Hmm. Because for a while it was very odd. Like you could get three and one, but you'd have to buy two separately. It was very <laughs> strange. Uh, number two, Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. Yeah, another excellent pick, I would say. Yeah. Uh, it's the first things. open world, only open world Metal Gear Solid game. And it's oh, really? fantastic. It's so good. Yeah, yeah, the only one. I'm trying to, th- I'm trying to think of like spinoffs and stuff, but no, it's well, okay. That stupid zombie one that nobody liked, I think, is open world. But it's it's that... not Metal Gear Solid. That's Metal Gear Survive, so it's different. So we yeah, don't Metal have Metal Gear's in the title of that one. That's crazy. Yeah, Metal Gear Survive. <laughs> nobody bought it, and they haven't released anything since. Incredible. And then any guesses for number one? Dishonored. Dishonored. It's Dishonored too. Okay. Dishonored of course two? it is. Okay. Yeah. This actually, uh, when I was, I looked at this list because I, I had a hankering for stealth games, and it made me pick up. I was like, "Oh, I'll play Dishonored 2 again." And it's great. It's so good. It's so fun. Who did you play you should this have time? Played Thief Two. I guess I should have played Thief Two. I played a Scorvo. Nice. I, I mean, I'll talk about it more later. But man, you really just gotta play Corvo. <laughs> like it feels bad to say don't play the new character, but man, Corvo is just so much better. Uh, but that, that's our top nine. Nice. Honorable Decent. mentions. Uh, so from the other list, things that didn't make it. Sly Cooper, Thieves in Time. Man, Ooh. Sly Cooper's so good. Sly Cooper's good stuff. Thieves in Time probably, wouldn't, probably would not be my pick. It's but. the only one that wasn't made by Sucker Punch, is all oh. I know about it. It's also the oh. only one I've never played. Not hmm. because I'm like a Which purist, but that? because I was too three? old. This is the one that came out. In, no, that's four, baby. Uh, four. Okay. Three is... End of Thieves. Two is my favorite. I like two. Two's really good. Two is Band of Thieves, I think. 
No, okay. it's three, I think. I don't know. Yeah. No, I don't know now. Okay, I'll, I'll we'll fact check it later. <laughs> uh, Last of Us Part Two is also on this other list. Honestly, That's a weird one. Is it? I feel like it's a better pick than Assassin's Creed. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're actually right. <laughs> you're not wrong. That's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Uh, and then Alien Isolation is the only other one that's not in the other list. Oh, I've never played that. That's like a horror stealth. It's more game. of like a horror game. I, I don't. I feel like I wouldn't huh. call it stealth, but mm. also those, kind of whatever. It's like calling Amnesia a stealth game. Yeah, I was like, about to say, yeah, those are games stealth, that are like the run and hide horror games where you can't fight back. Those are I, they're basically stealth games, I guess. Yeah. What about if, very if I, I think. Is Five Nights at Freddy's a stealth game? You're hiding. I'll be honest, I don't even know how those play. Time? You look at a door and you push a button to close the door. That's the first <laughs> one, anyways. There's more shit later. Hmm. But it's basically you look at a door and you close the door. Hmm. It's the best stealth game. I don't know. <laughs> Garbage. Gunpoint is a game I was trying to think of. Gunpoint's mm. a really good one. I love Gunpoint. That game slaps. I was trying to think of that after the... Oh, what about... Um... The ninja one. Mark of the Ninja. Mm-hmm. Mm. What's the uh, what's the VR one in the office? Oh, budget cuts. Budget cuts. Budget cuts. Budget cuts. Pretty good. Very immersive stealth game. Very. Yeah. I tried to lean on a desk that wasn't there. Mm. Everybody <laughs> tries tough. that, man. Oh, yep. no. oh no! I've seen so many people fall <laughs> trying to play that game. I mean, Lord of the Rings Gollum. Oh God. yeah, where's that one? Was that Where, a segue? Where's that? <laughs> it should be a segue, but it is now. It yeah, is you're making sure. a segue. Just yeah. talking about that. It's not the correct order, but um, uh, yeah, Lord of the Rings. We Gollum. made the order. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> um, take it, Alex. The actual best stealth game of all time, Lord of the Rings: Gollum. That the studio had to come out and issue a formal apology on being sorry that it's so bad. Um, <laughs> The studio behind them, Daedalic Entertainment, has shuttered their internal development studio. Uh, that turns out was working on another Lord of the Rings property. Oh boy! That is now canceled because this one did so bad. Like, I don't understand. They made like, some good stuff before. Right? They, they made the uh, the Deponia Doomsday or Deponia Point oh, Click Adventure them. games. Okay, I was going to say mind. the Deponia Doomsday <laughs> series, but that's just one of them. Mm. It just—it's so weird to me that you would pick a studio that specializes in point-and-click adventure games, <laughs> then give them the Lord of the Rings license and say make a third-person action game. Yeah, and then be surprised when one about Gollum is bad. <laughs> like I don't know—I don't know a world where that was gonna work out. You know what I mean? Did they get like, Andy Circus just... to voice him? No way. Big doubt. Yeah, highly doubt it. Dude, he'll voice anything, man. <laughs> for a lot of money yeah the game well. the game is is <laughs> terrible i played it at pax actually it was Did not you? fun that makes sense it looks bad they brought uh, it to pax yeah mm-hmm. it ran horribly on the systems they had there it Dude, was it very like low frame PS2 rate game. bad sign yeah it it also looked like they're running it in like 800 by 600 or something like absurdly <laughs> low res um <laughs> So it looked horrible and it ran horribly. And then like the gameplay was like really glitchy. Like the, they oh, were just God. doing the tutorial. Like you gotta, you gotta take out this guy, like sneak up behind him and, and hit the button. And like, it, it took me like six attempts to do it. And I'm a gamer. Oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. 
it was it just broke like i would jump on his back and then all of a sudden i would i would like fall off and then the guy would get me or like i would go up behind him and he'd just instantly spin around and capture me or you know <laughs> it's it, any number of other weird stuff that was happening even though the, it was the tutorial and the game was directing me exactly on how to do it so it was weird yikes um besides all that though i i've i mean you've probably seen like the donkey video on it mm-hmm. it just seems like the I, the core idea behind the game is is bad in and of itself like the most of the game is like you're a slave and you have to do slave labor and then go to sleep at night <laughs> and that's like, like supposed to be fun a property like lord of the rings you could pick any <laughs> other element it would what? be better like what? they just the one thing that's not gonna work like just imagine like you know before the peter jackson trilogy was created J.R.R. Token was like on his side in his coffin. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it was just like, whatever. He makes a trilogy. He probably rolled over, like, you know, upward and was like, oh, you know, like, all in all, that's not bad. I'm sure he probably have some, some, some grumblings to say about <laughs> it as, as, as anybody would. But I mean, all in all, that's a, that's a, that's a rock solid, uh, rock solid trilogy. And then this game comes out. And he just immediately rolls over, like all full 180, straight into the ground. Doesn't want to see. He's like, "What in the hell?" Pretty much. I'm just surprised to hear that they were working on another Lord of the Rings game. Yeah, I, <laughs> maybe it was I'm more up there. Maybe it was like a point and click adventure. It was up their alley. Mm, you know? I just, <laughs> I can't believe Gollum released. Honestly, yeah, I don't know how anyone looked at him. Was that. like, put that out. Yeah, that's how much, good. How much were it. they charging for it? It was a full price game, full video price? game. Sixty bucks. Like, it was full price. Sixty dollars. Like sixty bucks or seventy dollars. Mm, was it full seventy? I don't think so. I'm gonna I'm gonna look. Because still on. That's Steam. blasphemous. It is still on Steam. Sixty bucks. Uh, okay. Steam has its price at fifty. Currently discounted to thirty-five. They mm. probably dropped it down a little bit. That is so possible. But I mean, I just honestly, I just feel bad that like it's a small studio and they basically got set up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they got given this project and it's like there's no way you're going to make it good. They make it. It sucks because it's not like it's nothing they're good at. And it was a bad idea in the first place. And then it's like, all right, it did bad. We're shutting you down. It's like, really? Like, I don't know. Just sucks. Yeah. Pretty messed you up. think it was it, it was some like uh, pu- puppeteer with the strings trying to like. It might, like it might have just been, or... it could, it could have been like, you know, we've got this license, Gollum, no one, like, if, I don't know, they're somehow got roped into making a Gollum game, it's like, just give it to these guys, let them hold the bag, it'll tank, we'll get a few easy dollars out of it, and then we can just shut them down. Maybe, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know enough about industry, but something fucky happened, right? Like, no, no other part of it makes sense to me. Well, it's not the only game recently that's got released and immediately everybody agrees is terrible. Yeah. Redfall. Redfall. Mm. Yeah, been a lot of a strange lately. one. Like you roll yeah. you, I mean you, if you just keep rolling that back, right? You've got like um Fallout 76 was very similar. Mm-hmm. Uh Anthem, that's the one I was thinking of. Anthem. Anthem Ooh. rolled out. That one was at least that... like, you know, playable. Yeah, sure. Better yeah. than Redfall, it seems. <laughs> I mean, I was so looking forward to them like completely reworking that game, and then yeah. they just gave up. Yeah, so sad. 
I mean, it's you get to a point where it's like no one's gonna buy it. Yeah. Like, put all this effort in, like the five people who still play it will be marginally more happy. <laughs> Whatever. Anthem was such lost potential. Yeah. Only you moved like fifty more miles an hour while you're. <laughs> Uh, before we move on, let's introduce Owen to the group real quick. Oh, hi. Oh, nice to meet you, Owen. Hello. Owen. What's going oh, on? He's we made start it. at 8. Uh, I know. I <laughs> do had you to though? deal with some house stuff. Was it a crack house? Um, I mean, it was covered in pee, apparently. And oh. that, um, there was just a lot there. And so I and somebody to- wanted it, though, huh? Yikes. Some somebody apparently spent so much money on it that they were like, "We're taking no long, no more offers. Like this is it." So I <laughs> well, was like, "Well, it has to be more than asking then." Which already at asking, it was like way more than you should pay for that house. So I was like, "This is all interesting." I mean, that is I every think, house uh, these days, but yeah. yeah, I think we could say you're in luck. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, and that's the podcast. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> that's a wrap. Uh, other things happening in video games coming up soon. We got Diablo 4's big season one update. It's big. It's hu- it's huge. Uh, yeah. So huge. season season one's coming out and Diablo 4. And if you guys d- didn't know, season zero has been happening. Uh, preseason, whatever you want to call it. Um, they are finally coming out with season one. You can finally get your money's worth. Uh, if you bought the Digital Deluxe Edition or Ultimate Edition where you could get the Battle Pass because they did not give you access to the Battle Pass in the preseason slash season zero and you have to uh, make a new character in order to get the Battle Pass. Oh, what? Um, <laughs> That's so yeah. rude. Uh, so there's like, there's a lot of controversy around that. There's a ton of people because of how mainstream this game is uh, with like, I don't know, Halsey being one of the promos, uh, Mega Fox being another promo. Um, there's been all sorts Hot of stuff ones. like that. Uh, did Hot Ones actually do a promo for... Oh, oh yeah. Okay, yeah. Th- there's just been all sorts of new people coming into this game, and then they're just like, we have to make a new character for Season 1? What? Uh, so, it's very interesting to have to explain that to people. Um, I thought that that was just kind of a known thing with ARPGs, but I guess people who don't know what ARPGs uh, are, they, they were just kind of confused about it. So anyways, a um, couple things that are happening is uh, the seasonal quest line will be revolving around the Priest of Cathedral of Light uh, trying to stop a spread of corrupt corruption, which is the malignant corruption. Um, there's going to be new bosses, legendary aspects, uh, new unique items. Uh, Helltides and Nightmare Dungeons are going to reward uh, increased give uh, increased rewards um, which is actually interesting to read because they already um, increased the XP uh, in one of the patches that came recently um, it used to be that you kind of just ran any dungeon that you could do as fast as possible uh, mostly with spiders in it because for some reason spiders give the most XP but now uh, everybody's running uh, nightmare dungeons because you get an insane amount of XP so that's cool. The reason is because spiders are scary so there's that extra <laughs> fear factor they gotta bump the XP yeah that and um, shoot all shoot all the webs and slow you down and just piss mm-hmm. you off as a barbarian. <laughs> yeah. So currently in season zero, there is um, gems that you can socket into gear. So like any other role playing game where they drop you know socketable items, um, they are coming in season one out with uh, malignant hearts. So anytime you fight uh, people in a malignant area and there's like malignant bosses and stuff like that, 
Uh, you'll get a malignant heart, which basically sounds like uh, an aspect, which is a thing that um, adds a new power. Uh, so it's just going to be more theory, build crafting, theory crafting. There's going to be 32 malignant powers. Um, there's also malignant tunnels that you can go into to farm these. Uh, it's a new area that you can farm, so they're introducing that. Um, on into my malignant tunnel. <laughs> God. That's funny is that Rod Ferguson actually made a malignant tunnel joke while on the dev stream. Dude. And like the whole <laughs> chat was like, come on, man. And like you could see the the cringe factor from the rest of the devs, <laughs> they're just like, "Why? Why is this happening? Why did you name it Malignant Tunnel?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, it seems like they're calling their battle pass a seasoned journey. Um, I think that's what it's what it's titled. And, Whatever, uh, can, man. <laughs> it's like it's like people that sell crystals, Stupid. dude. Like, yeah. So, <laughs> with this, the Codex of Power. So the things that you get uh, that changes the way skills work, or like adds bonus armor, or you know, it's just different text that that's uh, on armor. Um, that's basically like it's on legendary armor that basically like morphs your character's build a little more. Uh, you're gonna be able to unlock some of those powers through the season journey so i'm very confused about that because supposedly the battle pass is supposed to not be pay to win but that sounds kind of pay to win unless the, it's all in the free section which uh to be determined i guess now um, if, you, if you're playing for free you just gotta grind for it right 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 i mean that that wouldn't be paid if it's in the premium section though there's games as a service 101 <laughs> yeah um I don't know, their statement before release was you would not be able to pay for Direct or indirect advantage, gameplay advantage. Yeah. So there's going to be some technicality that they get off on, no matter what. <laughs> it's but just my weird. Horse looks fleek, though. Blizzard like, would never you know? go back on a statement like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like they would never. Oh, of course. No, oh, they're they stick to everything they say. Mm -hmm. Um, like a tongue on a metal pole. Supposedly, all cosmetics earned through the battle pass are used by all classes, which uh, I kind of have a love-hate relationship with that, just because um, everybody's going to look identical, and at mm. the moment, everything is kind of, you can tell just by armor, like, who's who. Um, so that, that'll be interesting to see. Uh, your body shape. That, that means that they've, they've made five different versions of each cosmetic item. Because mm -hmm. each character has a different like body proportion yeah when you look at so the screenshot though yeah i guess you're right i mean it looks like there's a, a barbarian and maybe like a rogue or a necro on this screenshot and they both have the same exact identical armor one's just smaller than the other yeah so um Yes, yeah, that's, that's what's been going on. Oh, the renowned stuff. Uh, this is the important part, and this is honestly, if you've wanted to listen to anything on the podcast about Diablo and you play Diablo, listen to this. Uh, you should not play on any other character but the most progressed character once the July 18th patch happens. The reason being is because for some reason, uh, Blizzard can't flip a switch on your account to say, oh, you're level 100, all Alter Lilis and all Fog of War explored character. Uh, now is your primary uh, account character, and this one is now going to sync to all your other characters for most progressed, and your account now has all that. They can't do that for some reason. So you have to, as the user, 
sign into that character so that the rest of your characters are synced to your most most progressed character. Uh, if you sign in or do what I think most people are going to do, which is wait till July 20th and then immediately create a character, you have screwed yourself and you now have to grind all altars of Lilith, all the fog of war all over again because that's you didn't so sign into your character that you progressed Dude, in season zero. Grinding. <laughs> yeah. That's so, so, dumb. so definitely sign into your most played character on July 18th or July 20th before you go into the new season. Um, there's there's going to be uh, Scrolls of Amnesia, which are honestly really cool. Um, currently, it takes me about 9 million gold to reset my Paragon board and plus some for skill points and then plus some for um, uh, legendary armors and the aspects and stuff like that. Uh, Scroll of Amnesia will just wipe your account. like It'll just get rid of skill points, get rid of uh, the Paragon points um and passives it'll just it'll get rid of all of it for you uh free of charge it'll respec yeah it'll it'll respec won't get won't get rid of it right it'll respec all your all your stuff for free because it'll just Um, be like yeah just send send me back getting everybody one free respec send me back full level Uh, what i understand is scrolls of amnesia are going to be rare drops so that you can always do this throughout Uh, i could be wrong but i think when they were on the dev talk they said that it was just like new drops kind of like there's um scroll of escapes in uh hardcore mode where you can use it to instantaneously teleport from a fight uh and those are kind of like for hardcore but this is for uh softcore and and you'll probably be able to find uh these around the map to where you can do all that so you don't have to spend like 20 million just to try out a new build um which is absolutely ridiculous i'm broke as crap right now and i'm on a crappy build yes <laughs> good quality um, of life after after the season happens uh most of these mechanics will be shifted over to the eternal realm as well as the character you are playing will be shifted over to the eternal realm so that's cool you're not going to lose this character after playing it so. that's oh, all okay cool um, we got some new re-release news. Mm-hmm. Latest re-release news, probably. Yeah, this uh, came uh, courtesy of Jake because he knows how much I love Tomba. Oh yeah, Bringing that's all right. The, time. Uh, the first Tomba is getting a re-release on Switch, PC, PS5, and Four. I think it's basically just a port, but mm-hmm. it's kind of exciting. It's gonna be on Steam, so that's cool. Okay, so they're not like redoing assets or anything. It's just like. It sounds like they're going to have a new uh, audio track released by the same guy who did the original. Okay. Or same composer. So, but that, I think that's really it. Otherwise, just it'll be an up-res. much the same. I think so. Yep. If it's just so. an up-res, I'm surprised they're not just doing a pack that's both games. Yeah. I'm that is guessing weird, right? This one will get the same treatment, or the second one will get the same treatment at some point. Um, I mean, I, if they're remaking the whole game, I could I could see them being like, "Oh, we're only doing the first one" because that's like a lot of effort. But mm-hmm. it's huh. part of Limited Run Games has like a mm-hmm. engine they use called the Carbon Engine. It's like they use explicitly for porting stuff to modern consoles. So I don't Weird. know what all goes into that. I have to really look into it. But yeah, yeah Limited like Run pretty, pretty much port. Uh, they actually there's a there's. Two other things that I didn't mention because I don't think anyone here cares about them. Uh, <laughs> they are re-releasing a previously never-before-released Shantae game. So oh, Shantae the that's Genie. Ju- that's just releasing. Yeah, it was a Game Boy Advance <laughs> game. And they're they're releasing it on a Game Boy Advance cartridge. 
Oh, oh weird. the year of our Lord, 2024. <laughs> cool. I don't know. I don't have anything that can play a Game Boy Advance cartridge. Yeah. But, like, cool. Presumably just... it'll come to other stuff, too, right? I, I hope so. <laughs> that stuff's kind of cool. I, I've seen people on, like, like really super indie devs on, like, H.I.O., release like a NES game that if you had the right hardware you could put on a NES cartridge and run on your NES and it would work because it's coded be that way. There was a, there um, was a guy at PAX several years ago who was like released this game and I was chatting with him he's like yeah we're releasing on the NES are you excited <laughs> to pick it up? I'm like bro I don't have an NES <laughs> like what are you talking about? Does it uh, run on an emulator? Yeah like just put it on Steam I guess I don't right. know it's kind of neat, though. It's it's yeah. different. It's a fun gimmick. It's just like, yeah, you got to release it some other way. I feel like you know, spend said... a lot of money to not get any back. I just realized. I think my original. I think my DS can play a Game Boy Advance game, and that still works. Wow. So, like, I guess I I guess Excellent. I'm buying it on Game Boy Advance. I don't know. <laughs> Great. Uh, the other thing they are re-releasing is the Gex trilogy. The game everybody wants to play. Yeah, finally, Gex. they hear our cries. Oh, man. Gex, the Gecko. Oh, no. The I had one of the Gex games that... growing up. Dude, I didn't know there were three of them. I didn't know. Oh, yeah, they... Oh, yeah. I remember seeing all three at the rental store growing up. Dude, where's my man, Glover remake? Stores. Yeah, I oh, bet it's next. Dude. Yeah. Gex was awesome. <laughs> Gex is something. <laughs> on that we can all agree yeah. uh, speaking of re-releases there is Scuttlebutt that Assassin's Creed Black Flag is ah. getting a remake Finally. how long will that game come out? no pun intended uh, it's been like 10 years has it really been that long since Black Flag? can't just google Black Flag <laughs> yeah that doesn't work out huh? nope there's so much other stuff 10, 10 years, years. Wow. Well, that is surprising it's been I that like... long Skull and Bones isn't out yet, guys. Yes. Like, <laughs> so that, that's that actually ridiculous. like what I secretly wanted to talk about with this topic. <laughs> they're they're going to remake Black Flag. Skull and Bones, if you're not aware, began life as DLC for Black Flag. I like so. <laughs> just I don't know how you fuck this up so hard. You know, like it's crazy. So in 2013. They started talking about a multiplayer focused DLC for Black Flag with like, you know, ship combat and whatnot, because that was the, that was the cool part that everybody was into from that game. Um, and then they showed it at E3 2017. That was the first time we saw it. Oh, my God. If you guys remember. And they said it was going to be released between 2018 and 2019 at that time. <laughs> Hilarious. That is just crazy to me. They eventually um, delayed it past the fiscal year, so past May 2019, mm. into the fiscal year of 2020. And then, let's see, they, they confirmed a delay on May 15th, 2019. COVID. They showed a little <laughs> bit um, at E3 2018, but they ended up skipping E3 2019, saying that they were like heads down, so mm -hmm. focused on development, <laughs> can't possibly make it to E3. Um, because the game was about to come out. Yeah, they're <laughs> yeah. putting the finishing touches on it. Mm -hmm. I'm just imagining upper upper management absolutely 
being red in the face over being like, <laughs> I need a demo for E3. I need it now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then the game slipped from release um, after April 2021 to sometime between like sometime after April 2022, after after the fiscal year. Again, they keep on moving it fis- fiscal years. <laughs> OK, then they eventually in July of 2022 said this game's coming out on November 8th, 2022. <laughs> OK. <laughs> All right. For sure. Absolutely. Got it. Then in September, they were like, mm, uh, they, they had a beta test, a technical test, and apparently it didn't go very well. <laughs> and from all their feedback they had, they said they needed a little bit more time to work on it. So they pushed it out to March 9th, 2023. Which 2023 is now 10 years after its initial uh, conception. And then... They just announced, like, at some point, like, yeah, we're not done with it. It's going to be fiscal year 2023, 2024. And that's where we're at now. <laughs> with no Cancel specific date again. It. No one wants it. <laughs> no one wants it. I don't know how we can they make wanted it, it more nine clear. Years ago, maybe. Just, just, just go play Black Wake. Man. There you go. It's such a crazy story. I just I love that they managed to delay it from the beginning of when games as a service was hot (laughs) when it might have made them money to now nobody fucking wants games as a service yeah it would just be a whole bunch of salty people (laughs) (laughs) speaking of black wake they uh actually released out of early access they're one of the few Uh that is you know it made it out of early access yeah so you want some so, pirate chip combat? Yeah. Maybe check that out. Check out Blackwake. It's a lot of or, fun. Or like uh what's the rare one? Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves. Yeah. Which Bands has been out for years. <laughs> and is like polished and whatnot. Hey, they just added a um Monkey Island. Yeah. Expansion? DLC? I don't know how that game works. Monkey Island story <laughs> of some kind. Yeah. Integration. Th- those are like kind of synonymous, right? DLC and expansion. Yeah. yeah, I suppose. Yeah, that's fair. No, I, I, I guess I, I don't know. Do you have to pay for it? Uh, or is it no, a free no, expansion. No, no. It's okay. free. When, when I think of an expansion, I think that there's an independent campaign that goes along with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. there is zero campaign in Sea of Thieves. Period. <laughs> until point. until they added like Jack Sparrow's story, and then I guess now Monkey Island story, but I it mean, still is on- like. Play Based on that definition, it is an expansion, I guess, because it's like yeah. it's a new campaign story to play through. Yeah, your boat can still sink while you're doing it, though, by some randoms that come up on you. <laughs> well, that's cool. Uh, yeah. So one of my favorite announcements from Naughty Three this year, Helldivers Two, got a gameplay trailer, co-op gameplay tra- play trailer, trailer that yeah, I actually haven't seen yet. Yeah, I can't tell, speak apparently. <laughs> Did you also pop a beer okay. before this? <laughs> uh, what's up with that? What's up with that video? So, Anything interesting? Yeah. Um, so, you know, one of the biggest fears that I had for Helldivers 2 was I was like, man, don't change it too much. Like, just, just take the Risk of Rain 2 approach, take the exact same game, exact same mechanics. You want to put it in 3D? Make it a third-person shooter? That's great. That sounds awesome. Just don't change it too much. And this gameplay trailer pretty much confirmed, or at least it, from what I saw. I mean, again, it's a trailer. It's all, you know, uh, like, garnered to everyone's expectations. But, like, from what I could tell, yeah, it's like you don't have a crosshair 
unless you add a laser sight to your weapon. Like so. Mm. Right. Um but uh yeah, the um there's there's a couple quotes that I thought were uh were really good. One of them from the from the CEO oh who I'm probably gonna butcher his name, but it's uh Johan Paledst. Lested. Uh, sure. He he said our goal with Helldivers two was to ensure that you always have that tingle in the butt feel. He said that. That is Helldivers though. That is that is an official quote. Nice. He's he's tingle like where you you feel. feel you are always on the edge of failure, and you come through. Mm. Um, but mm. uh, that's how like, that game feels most of the time. Yeah. The first one, yes. Yeah. Like as soon as an alarm goes off, you're like, "Well, it's on." Uh, see you guys <laughs> on the other side, um, or not? But uh, yeah, they they so there's pretty much just showed the bugs, uh, the tyranids at the at, oh. or whatever they're called. <laughs> yeah, I thought this you is broken. Was broken. This is broken. Showed up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a bold approach. I like they that. they in in their in their article on Arrowhead Game Studios website, they they did have a joke about bugs and how they're still <laughs> working through it. That's cool. Um, but uh, yeah, it seems like not only will you have some stratagems, there'll be tons of new weapons. Um, but you'll also be able to customize your armor too, and not just like cosmetically, like it'll actually have gameplay bonuses. Um, so you can get heavy armor, light armor, and those play into much how you would expect. But I mean, in a game of Helldivers, little, little more strategies is all the better. Um, one of the things that I was excited about seeing is the, um, uh, what was the word? They, they used a specific word, um, Uh, oh yeah, team weapons. That's what they're calling team them. weapons. Yeah, so so there's going to be lots of team weapons in the game where it's like you to, for it to operate, you need at least two people, if not more. Uh, so it's akin to the rocket launcher. Uh, yeah, in, in the first in Hell Divers, which was like it was clutch. Whenever mm. I play Hell Divers with randos, I'm like, why don't you guys use the the, the rocket launcher? It's just so good. It's so good. And it requires teamwork, which is just a good. That's good design. Yeah, that's just game. That's good gameplay design. Mm-hmm. More Especially of Especially when it's like, dude, I can't get to you. You need to get to me. It's like I can't get to you. You gotta get to me. Um, but they showed they showed one that was essentially like a like a auto cannon. So it was similar to the rocket launcher, but you're just sitting there. The guy's like just loading shells into the top, like feeding <laughs> into the top like a salad shooter, and he's just like sitting there, just boom, 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 boom. And I'm like, oh, this 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 seems like uh, it'll be great. The graphics look great. Uh, mm-hmm. And then at the end, they had a little teaser um, where the Helldivers 2 title uh, flashed red, and it looked like uh, C- uh, Cyrillian. Cyrillian, the, the Russian uh, written language. Cyrillic? Cyrillic, uh, thank you. Not the color. Not the color <laughs> Cyrillian. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, better dead than red. Anyway, um... <laughs> So the Russians um, are coming? No. Uh, so then the big uh, cyber mech like, popped through for like a split second. So I'm pretty sure that they're going to uh, probably have the three factions in the mm. original game. And as far as I understand, it's, it's still going to be like the way where you're constantly fighting the war and fighting on fronts and stuff. So I'm just I'm defending Earth, Super Earth. Yeah. Yeah. Defending Super Earth. In the name um, of democracy. <laughs> yep. 
have a nice cup of liberty. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. I just sifted through this video real quick, and there's a, a spot that it looks like the pod crashes to the ground, and then it elevates you like Hunger Games. So, you know, <laughs> you're in the pod, it kind of breached the ground. Then you come up like Hunger. But then the teammate is like shooting and absolutely dome pieces the dude coming up. Yeah. And I just think there's going to be hilarious team kill moments in this. Uh, yeah, just, yeah, friendly yeah, fire. They, they, yeah, they said they said straight up friendly fire is a part of the game. You cannot turn it off. <laughs> Next scene is just getting rocketed. Like, <laughs> yeah, just, just getting absolutely smoked. Um, so I'm super excited for it. Yeah, I'm. I, I don't know. I was I was at an airport when Alex texted me that it was coming out, and <laughs> people must have thought that I won the lottery or something. <laughs> so I've been saying for, I, I've been saying for years. I was like, "Where's my Helldivers too?" Mm-hmm. I was like, "Just make the same game with more stratagems and stuff. I don't care. Give me more." So uh, yeah, I'm and- sure that I'm I'm sure there'll be another. At least one or two more. They're they're planning on releasing this year. I would imagine it'll be later in the year. Um, but I would imagine they'll probably have a couple more press pieces. Well, it's uh, certainly not going to be earlier in the year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they just listed 2023, so we'll see if they ship by you know December 31st. I'm just going to assume it's going to come out mid next year sometime. Probably same <laughs> Honestly, it, it'll come out right before Sea of or not Sea of Thieves. Damn it. I Silk ruined my own joke. Silk 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 Bones. Song joke weren't you? I was going for oh. Skull and Bones, but Skull Silk Bones. Song's also a good man. Silk Song is also an option. With all of them. That's okay. Gosh. Uh, something that is coming out and actually earlier than anticipated. We've got a lot of Baldur's Gate news that came out recently. Yeah, earlier for the free. PC people. For the PC people. Because yes. they were like, you hey, console it's... scrubs, go away. <laughs> what? I, I, I think it was the Xbox version that they were like, yeah, it's, oh, it's broken and we don't know how to fix it. So you get it later. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's just no date unspecified date for Xbox now. Yeah, yeah. like I think it, like the PlayStation is still the same time. Mm-hmm. PC is sooner. And then they were like Xbox are just like, hey, when we figure out what the problem is, we'll call you. Yeah, literally. They pushed PlayStation back like four days, I think. But yeah, yeah PC moved up. Um, also, uh, news that broke that happened um, uh, while we were podcasting last time was that uh, there's like an insane amount. I think it was like 200 some hours. Of 174, cinem- I think. Uh, yeah, 174 hours of cinematics inside of this game. Which just seems insane i feel like they're getting off on a technicality a because they're, 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 just, they're just like including anytime you talk to anybody sure, as a cinematic man. so i mean even I, still 100 170 hours of voice lo- of dialogue of voice yeah. dialogue sure is yeah a lot a lot it's a lot that is that is that is so much um and i mean obviously you know you won't get all of it in one uh, you under like, run through me. <laughs> Every time I fair. talk to someone, quick save, quick load. <laughs> and this is why you have like a hundred versions of one character going through the yeah. entire thing. Um, I'll get like three years of podcast deep and be like, Jake, still playing uh, that game? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so also, I just finished the tutorial. <laughs> they, they also posted, um, Larian Studios uh, posted that there is a very unique. Uh, um, a romance option inside of the game. Mm. 
Yeah. Where you can sleep with a druid while they're in bear form. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. Uh, in surprising <laughs> no one, after they tweeted that, um, they shot up 21 spots in the Steam charts. <laughs> from yeah, 27 dude. to the fifth best-selling game right now. <laughs> Give the people um... what they want. <laughs> and what they want is to fuck a bear. Didn't know. Didn't know I needed that until <laughs> I I didn't know I wanted to fuck a bear Wait, until I they said you can fuck a bear and then I was like I'm in. I, I didn't know I there was gonna be. Yeah, I didn't know that there was gonna be romance options in the game. There wasn't romance options in Divinity, Divinity. was there? Mm-mm. Okay. It, it is Although, a little weird for a co-op I game, I think. You know, everyone, everyone, stop and watch me fuck this bear. That's what's happening now. <laughs> Who is the chicken divinity Monty, that was like half the dialogue right? Half so we can or something. Milady. Yeah. Milady. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Malady. Her name is Malady, but I will call her Milady until I die. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it, I'm wondering, like, does everybody get their own romance in a co-op run, yeah, or? No. I, I, w- I so. wonder, can well, I fuck can you, the ship? Can you romance people who aren't your party, is my question. Or mm. do you have to romance your friends mm. you're playing it with? That's a good mm. question. In which That's case, you've got to play the druid for uncomfortable. me. <laughs> Who's playing the druid? Uh, yeah. I'll be your druid, Jake. I got we you. Just gotta... <laughs> you. You'd have to then play the uh That's a good point. It probably twist. is your party members. Mm. That's just how that works, usually. That- Probably. Generally, not always, but usually. I didn't even think of that that far. I just thought mm-hmm. it'd be weird watching your friends. No. Oh, it's it's worse. It, no, it you gotta worse. do it with your friends. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good. Get the front row seats to the bear on bear action. Uh, I love it. Uh, yeah, one more love it. one more tidbit about the game that I saw recently. They talked about the tactician mode, which is their hard hard difficulty in the game. Mm. Um, they said they want it to feel like you're going up against a DM that's trying to push you to your limits. Oh, yeah. And so they talked a little bit about like how it's not just increasing HP or making things easier to hit you or stuff like that. They're like, they've gone through each combat encounter in the game and tweaked them and added like little things. Oh, that's to make them awesome. harder. They did the same thing in Divinity Original Sin, too. Huh. There's, I remember Caleb and I were doing, uh, I don't remember oh. what they called it in Original Sin 2, but Extreme Hard Mode. Yeah. And we yeah. just got to a boss, and it's like, they are immune to physical damage. And we were like, <laughs> excuse me? I guess we're we're loose now. We're, we're like a uh, physical-only party. We don't do yeah. magic damage. We were, what do we, we were do? doing the lone wolf thing, or just two of us, and we uh-huh. just did physical damage. Great. Yeah, oh, my so, God. So you just lost. <laughs> we just lost. <laughs> we, no, we... we eventually found a way to beat them okay it took a long took... time interesting yeah. i think there were quite a few like just quit right now so it doesn't delete yeah. our save uh-huh. we'll just take it from the top yeah they the example they showed was like a normal goblin encounter and like they kind of you know just went through and killed them like whatever and then they reloaded the same encounter on tactician and it was like there's exploding barrels and oil places, and the goblins have fire arrows now. So, like, Ooh, I like that though. That's good. That's cool. That's makes me want to cool. play it on that mode already. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we'll die a lot. Yeah. yeah. 
It sounds very hard. Especially when Aaron gets in a fight like halfway across the oh map. Oh my and god, no it's gonna be his fault. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I want to know. Always starts Sorry, with, uh, guys? Yep. <laughs> gonna need All assistance. I know. <laughs> You'd be like, well, I guess you want to fight? Well, <laughs> here's the thing. Yeah. So exactly I walked on the right. map and <laughs> I went up a hill and it should be better in this game. You can put it in a turn-based mode at any point. Yeah, like, but then you have to will. walk all the way there while he's in combat. <laughs> put the pyramids back in this game. Just okay, do it. Yeah. It was the I best part of the original Sin 2. Have they said anything about that yet? I don't think we've heard anything heard about anything. the pyramids. For anyone who hasn't played that game, it, oh, basically the... you got these pyramids that you could activate, and you you would activate like the red pyramid, and immediately you would teleport to the green pyramid. And it was great in co-op because you would just split the pyramids between everyone. And then when dipshit Aaron got in a fight for the 10th time, <laughs> even if he was on the other side of the map, you could just teleport to him and be like, great, we all get to do this fight. And Aaron's not just dead somewhere and we got to find him. And we got to use one of our resurrection scrolls. Yeah. Exactly. It just, if nothing else, it just cut down on backtracking because you mm. could also like, OK, this is where the vendor is. Caleb, you put your pyramid here, we'll go on an adventure, and if we need to sell stuff, we'll just teleport back, sell it, and then go back again. It's just a good system. It was very it's smart, great. and I hope they bring it back. Yeah. The fact it was an in-game in -game item and not just a matter of gameplay. Mm-hmm. Because, mm -hmm. like, you had to use them to solve puzzles and stuff, yep. too. Yeah. You could, like, toss them across gaps and stuff. Yep. It, was, it was a very neat mechanic. Mm -hmm. But now Baldur's Gate 3, you can jump. You can oh. jump. About to be be balling, Gage. I I can confirm there there are mods that put them in the game already. <laughs> so. Incredible. They, they got they it. They almost have to put it. I don't in know. There, yeah, I don't know if like they'll have another solution to that quality of life fix in this game in the full thing or not, but. Sounds like we're playing a modded game. So I'm <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe if we if we get fed up with it. No, you just you just gotta learn. Uh... Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I think we just lost him. Later. You just gotta stops. What? <laughs> I think we lost you for a while there. You got out. Oh, you said you just gotta. You just gotta. You just gotta. You just gotta. <laughs> okay. No, what's the what's the uh, what's the D and D spell uh, where you can teleport up to three willing creatures within uh, five feet to a location like five hundred feet away? Dimension door, maybe. Yes, dimension door. Okay. Yeah. Dimension door. I mean, that's true. D and D does but have a lot using... more. All solutions. Yeah, maybe. They, I mean, maybe they'll have solution. That, I mean, that's the really big thing. Is like they have to stick to D and D five E related stuff. Oh man, that's <laughs> like I don't. That's the worst part about this game is that it's five. Yeah, like I'm wondering like how much leniency they got on that if they could include like things they come up with or if it all had to come from existing D and D five E stuff. Feel I mean, like... you can throw your boots and do damage, so I feel like they had quite a bit of leniency. I mean, you could do that in D&D 5e. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. It's probably just not a good idea. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's an improvised weapon. Yeah. <laughs> 1d4. Anyway, uh, into the film world, we have one little spot of news here. Mm. 
Uh, they, yeah, you go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. You got oh it. no, they finally they finally listen to my emails and they're making a Suicide Squad isekai. Because if there's two things I love, it's Suicide Squad and isekai. Isekai anime is my life, and I am devoted to it. And also, I also do watch Suicide Squad. Do watch every superhero related piece of media. So this is I a just, perfect show. I don't understand how this happened. Genuinely, like who who came up with this? Who okayed it? Why? I don't know. Like, is it an ex- existing comic somewhere? Like, I don't know. Is it? I'm yeah. I'm Might gonna be. Google it. There's that's it's so dumb. Like it's literally <laughs> like it is what the title says it is. It, it an isekai for people that aren't weebs is oh, yes, please. Is an- the so anime identifying yourself? I just want to point no. that out there. It wasn't I'm just me saying, saying it this time. I happen to know what it is. I'm not saying I'm a weeb, but most normal people that aren't weebs wouldn't know. Anyway, isekai is no a genre is, so of anime where the main character is like transported or reborn or whatever into like a fantasy world of some kind, an alternate world. So yeah, it is. The- that's a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. <laughs> Probably the best known one is reborn into another world as the lowest peasant with the highest crest. <laughs> uh, or reborn as a vending machine. Shield hero? Yes. Shield hero. If you know anything about anime, there are a bajillion There's of so them. Many. Like everyone and their mother has an Easter anime. Their niche gets more Does and more specific with each passing count? day. It's Sword Art Online, Sword absolutely, Art Online, yeah. I think. It's, yeah. it's, it's yeah. essentially an isekai, yeah. I found um, an article, DC's isekai anime is already gearing up to be a disappointment. Oh, Here's no. what I want to know. <laughs> wow. Who expected anything from yeah. it? How is it's, it disappointing? It's going to be a Who magnum opus, I don't DC know. DC fans? <laughs> Suicide Squad isekai and went, I bet that'll be good. <laughs> that'll be good and not stupid. I'll watch an episode of it, man. I'm yeah. not oh, I, I will watch the whole thing. It sounds hilarious. I didn't think it was going to be the worst thing in the world, but like only if it's got John Cena in it and not an anime form. Like they just they just he's just, just put they John just just in it. a live John Cena. They just Barbie movie John Cena and just be like, "Yeah, there he is. He's in it." So, to be clear, the the show is exactly what the title is. Like it is The Suicide Squad and from the clips we've seen, they're they've been transported to some fantasy land with like goblins and knights in shining armor and like (laughs) they're just there doing suicide squad stuff i don't know (laughs) i just i think my favorite thing i'm looking at a screenshot from it right now you've got harley quinn who looks like margot robbie's harley quinn great design looks great and then you have the joker he's got a dog collar on Iconic. Bird. Love that. You know, Joker's <laughs> classic dog collar look. Yep. And then he's got he's got a normal person mouth. And then tattooed way around it is the worst looking smiley face I've ever seen. And not like it continues from his mouth. Like his mouth is inside the teeth of a bigger <laughs> mouth. Excellent. Over yeah. to, it's it looks so good. It looks amazing. Just Google it. This show is going to be so good, guys. It's going to be the best. <laughs> Those are the only two members we've seen so far in it, right? In the trailer? Yeah. So, oh. I didn't notice that when I watched the trailer. That's something. What, his mouth? Yep. 
Yeah, because it looks like weird. his mouth is just the big thing. And it's like, that looks stupid, but like, I get it. <laughs> but then you notice his actual mouth and you go, oh, it's even better than I thought. Man. <laughs> Harley does look like Harley. This guy looks she like looks great. He, he looks, looks like awesome. he looks like an edgy anime character. <laughs> nice. He does. <laughs> he he looks so good, guys. Just uh, go watch it. It's not out yet. Just Google it. Call your senator. Ask when it comes out. Yeah. <laughs> I've so I guess I guess I mistakenly read a uh, isekai, except it's not anime. But it it was a it was a pretty good book. I think it was called Forgotten Realms. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, just dub me when I figure out what it's called. Uh, but it was essentially <laughs> like a whole bunch, a uh, a full SEAL team, like Navy SEAL team. Uh, randomly. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for sharing That's this excellent. picture. You're welcome. <laughs> Words Holy cannot do justice shit. to how bad it looks. <laughs> like you hear me describing, you're like, "Yeah, that sounds bad." And then you look at it, it's like, "Oh, it is. It is worse than it's what bad. we've described." <laughs> bad. But it, but it was it was a team of like Navy SEALs and Army Rangers uh, that got teleported to a fantasy land and with like orcs and knights and magic and stuff. Right. And it's and it's literally this just them trying to be like super spec ops and like tactical. In like this fantasy, like <laughs> uh, the castles being sieged, and 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 they're like they're like they're like all right, boys, be like here's the op, like here's what we gotta do, we gotta take out that trebuchet. All right, sniper, <laughs> you take out that that goblin guy, uh, the, the guy with the, the the crown, right? Just like deep six him. It's like yeah, copy that, boss. And it's <laughs> like uh, it was, it was, it was pretty, uh, it was pretty hammy, but it it was good. Does this mean 2003's timeline is an isekai? Hmm. I don't know what that is, but yes. Gerard, Gerard Butler. Hmm. They go back in time. Oh! There's a lot of stuff. <laughs> like, the first isekai, popularly, is a Mark Twain story. It's like <laughs> Yankee on King Arthur's Court. Am I remembering oh. this right? It's something like that. Oh, boy. Yes. Uh, but yeah, a lot. Of it's considered to be the first reborn in another world yeah. story. We've also mentioned before the Wizard of Oz is an Wizard of Oz, yeah. <laughs> Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> yep. There's like there's a lot actually. Like yeah. anime kind of did its thing where it ruins things, but <laughs> there are like some good ones out there. There's some good ones, yeah. Peter Pan needs to Reborn in another world with my cell phone or whatever that Peter one was. Peter Pan? Speak- I could see Peter Pan. Speaking of Mark Twain, um, that guy's pretty old. Yeah. <laughs> <What a segue. laughs> I can't. You know what else I is old? I thought you had actual information about Mark Twain to show. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, Alex. I was like, how does he have something about Dude. Mark Twain of all things? Uh, you okay, buddy? Yeah, no. What else is old? Someone G. He's old. Us. We are too old. We're getting old. Uh, so, background story. Uh, I, I dropped a clip in, and I think whoever produces the podcast, I don't know if it's Aaron or somebody, um, will drop the link in on our site. You go and watch the clip. Starts at like eight minutes, four seconds, where uh, someone kind of like stomped this kid in the ground, took his loot, blah, blah. Uh, kid basically comes off and is like, I don't understand why you 40 year olds are on here playing this game. And then they just get into this discussion. And, you know, someone, when she's actually trying to pick this guy's brain and like, 
why he thinks there's an age limit on video games. Uh, and anecdotally, while I was playing Fortnite uh, for the years that I did, uh, anytime that I would kill some, some kids in the Fortnite realm, um, they would come into my stream and tell me that I'm too old to be playing Fortnite and also just video games in general. So I, I guess, you know, this clip kind of reminded me of that and uh, kind of got me wondering on, like, why this is a narrative like why kids think this way or some kids think this way and like also like did did any of you guys ever have this thought process of like i'm gonna grow up and i'm not gonna play video games anymore um so i never really put much thought into no. it <laughs> i always wondered if there'd be a time when i'm like grown quote unquote and i stopped playing video games <laughs> And it was because growing up, like people older than me, like didn't really play video games. And so I'm like, oh, well, obviously, like you get to be an adult and at some point, like you just you stop. But it's I just think it's a function of like, like video games have become such a. Like universal thing at this point, and it it's only the onset of that started as, as we were kids, I think. Yeah, I think I think the big thing too is that it's become a very big like social aspect of people's lives too. Yeah, right. Um, like to be able, like I, I I connect with my brothers that live outside of state by by like playing video games with them, and we just pick up some random junk and like whatever. But there's also been studies too that have shown that uh, like. Uh, elderly people that that play video games like strategy games and stuff like that like their their mental acuity and like their alertness and everything uh almost always increases <laughs> yeah um so it's it's like no matter what it's not one of those hobbies where it's like oh, yeah, i'm just gonna like chill out on a couch and just watch a show and and like have no 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 real thought going on unless it's a real thought-provoking show but i don't know I, I definitely have like turned back a bit from video games. I definitely don't play as much as I used to. Sure, sure. Um, but I got I got more hobbies to to replace that with, and now I really just use video games as like a, a social thing. Hmm. Yeah. Also, I got really scared at one point when Travis basically stopped playing video games. Aww. I was like, I was like, Travis oh no! Appreciation post. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh no! This is it—the adultification of of life. I'm just gonna hit that point where I'm just gonna not play video games anymore because Travis is like feeling the like he's too old he for played it. Video games. <laughs> yeah, amen. But I mean, literally, Travis is like, yeah, I'm just gonna not anymore because I feel like I'm wasting time and I should be productive and stuff like this. And I was like, oh. No, <laughs> I, I want to play him still. Young at heart. Yeah. I don't know. To me, it's like, would you be like, when are you going to grow up and stop reading books? Books are for kids. <laughs> it's like, what? That's, that's yeah, such a I silly mean, sentiment to me. Yeah. That, that's the thing is that like, one of, like the conversation goes on for actually a, a measurable time. And one of the things that the guy says is, you know, if you had to put a, you know, a time limit on it after, you know, high school and college, that's when you stop playing video games. So he said, and, uh, some kind of rebuttals by saying, you know, you're just going to stop doing something that you love just because you're older. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, and the guy was like, yeah, it's just a waste of time. 
And I'm like, that's always like the argument, I guess, with video games is that they're a quote unquote waste of time. But like, I just don't understand how binge watching Netflix or mm-hmm. watching yeah. sports or scrolling uh, social media. Yeah. yeah, or even going out to a bar and drink. Like, how is all of that not waste of time? Unless yeah. you're going to a bar to see, like, seal a deal with like a CEO of like, or like go <laughs> golfing to where you're like, do it. Like, no, you're wasting time and all those recreational activities. That's what they're at their core. That's what they are. Is is time wasters and is time it passers. wasting time? If that's no, the question. That's the real question. Like, because right. you are. I mean, my my therapist said it well. Of if it brings you joy, it's no longer a waste of time. Yeah, I, feel, I, I, feel, I feel like grinding in video games that is a waste of time yeah <laughs> and, and is it something that brings you joy like if you're doing your space chores as you guys it does not bring it, it does not it, bring me joy but then even, even why the people fuck are that you are doing it? doing it even people that are doing it are like oh my god i gotta i gotta run this fucking dungeon for like the <laughs> 90th fucking time kill me and it's like just don't yeah yeah there's another discussion about about people optimizing the fun out of video games yeah like any any time a a new like diablo for instance comes out or whatever and then all of a sudden you see guides and like this all right this is the one most optimal dungeon for xp grind you just run this one dungeon over and over as fast as possible this is the most optimal way to get to 100 oh yeah i mean that's all you do people do that shit for you know everything i mean there's stuff like that for wow and i just never paid attention to it and people would be like oh man but you could get to like level 70 in like a week like why aren't you doing it and i was like because it's not fun like you play you do the same thing 60 times i'm bored out of my fucking mind like that's not fun but it's interesting it's something for some people some people people relative and and most young people just don't really under understand and they they just come up with that idea without really putting any thought into it like we have just now yeah they they're just like oh old man <laughs> i mean there will be there will be yeah, an occasional me. occasional time where it will strike me that i just want to like mindlessly grind something and like watch a tv show on my second screen and that's just like a good time to me sometimes i, I mean there's know. something wrong with i mean i know, people I did that with Stardew valley um, like what, man, binge. That's the word I'm looking for. Just yeah. binge a new Netflix show, and it's like, was it good? It's like no, but it was on. <laughs> you know, like I just sat there, I watched the whole thing. I didn't really care about yeah, it, but yeah. it killed time. I didn't have to think about my problems for a little bit. So much <laughs> easier to binge too when they batch release. Oh, uh, I mean, absolutely. Shows. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the other thing, I think the other reason why my my decline has has gone is that. I like a lot of games that are kind of on the fringe as far as like what I get uh, satisfaction out of, such as Arma mm. and, uh, you know, types of 30 minutes in and out types of adventures. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh. And it's like, you know, I don't I don't really have anybody that 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 shares this the, like the same passion as as I do. Usually I just uh, like uh, catfish people into into playing them with me <laughs> and they find it they find it to be a uh uh what do you call it um not a unique experience but it's quaint it's a Night- quaint experience oh, i was gonna yep. go with nightmare but yours <laughs> yeah yours is better. yeah yeah um and also it's like yeah a lot of games come out and i'm like this is the they're, they're not really doing anything different sure uh, especially in like the major the the tentpole genres of like shooters and like 
strategy games, RPGs, like nobody's really pushed the bar forward in in a, in a while. And so a lot of games kind of feel stagnant. So the big thing is like style or if they throw like a spin on a system. And it's like, okay, mm-hmm. it, it, that that's usually what'll what'll pull me in or it's a it's a it's a perfect storm of different mechanics. Speaking of mechanics, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nailed it. There's mechanics in this game. There's mechanics in World of Warcraft. <laughs> All right, let me set the stage. Hardcore well get- grief. All right. So everybody knows WoW grindy game. We we're just talking about grinding. Um, if I'm not mistaken, hardcore WoW is uh, in the realm of classic. So you were taking forever to level your character, and mm-hmm. if you die, you lose your character. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of that brewed into this amazing story that's come out like a day ago where uh, this guild has been raiding through all sorts of raids in uh, the classic realm and hardcore so it's about 40 people together at one time going through these raids not a single one of them is dying right uh, they get to this one boss where uh, the tank is required to bring this boss across the room, away from the whole group. Uh, And by doing that, they avoid the mechanic of a chain lightning that one-shots pretty much like most of, if not half of, the raid party. And then by that point, they can't succeed. The rest of them are going to die. So this guy, instead of uh, leading this boss across the room, decides to tank it right back to the group and exactly what you think happens, happens. The chain lightning goes off, and half the party gets wiped, and the rest die after that. And it is this glorious story that has come out, basically saying that uh, Asmogold has, has, has bullet-pointed it best. Um, in order for this to happen, one, you have to level a 60 character. So you have to spend all of that time doing that. You have to gain the trust of a guild. So this took over a year of them raiding together, befriending this guy, him gaining their trust. Like, you have to play with them on and off streams. Like, you, this is your life now. You are now playing with these people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to gain their trust enough to where you could become one of the main tanks because that's not something that is just handed out usually, and especially not in a hardcore raid. Uh, not die during any of this. Like, everybody has to stay alive for all of this. You have to farm world buffs, uh, world buffs weekly, farm consumables weekly. You have to know all of the vanilla WoW fights. You have to progress through Molten Core, Blackwing Lair, AQ40. Uh, you have to know exactly what the boss mechanics are to bypass uh, petrif- Petrification Flask, which Petrification Flask, if you are quick enough, can save you from a one-shot mechanic like this. But this, it, this specific mechanic, you cannot... Petrifi- uh, petrification flask through it. Uh, you have to clear the majority of Nax Ford and Hardcore without dying. Uh, then you have to earn the trust to tank this boss. And then after that, you have to make sure that the other tank doesn't taunt it away. So you have to form a macro that basically, as soon as that other tank makes, sh- like it's the safety tank that makes sure that he's yanking away, it yanks him back towards that corner and then it kills everybody. And then on top of that, you you sit there at playing dumb like you didn't know what you were doing and this wasn't all a a, a plan and a ploy and a wait it didn't like come clean as like no. a, 
This is this sleeper has been He was like elaborate oh, not, plan all all. He was along. like he was like oh not that corner oh oh no oh yeah. and then after the fact he's like I didn't just do all of that just to kill you guys, and like basically was trying to play it off. But yeah, that's basically like in the history books of uh like most insane griefs on the internet kind of like um trolls yeah kind of like what what is that space game um eve online it it, it reminded me of eve online stories (laughs) yeah Yeah. nothing nothing can can broach yeah the the sleuthness of of eve online y'all remember that pax panel we went to yeah Mm -hmm. dude that was i was on the edge of my seat the whole time (laughs) i was like this is this is gold all right i have this book favorited I should buy it. I never bought it. Well, we heard all the good parts. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> probably. Yeah, there's diagrams and shit in it. <laughs> Let's charts. move into what have you been playing lately? Finally. Time for Final Fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> First up, a uh, game that we talked a little bit. Get it? Bit, about la- uh, last uh, podcast, BattleBit. Um, uh, Owen has had like a lot more time to explore this game now so yeah, I'm, I'm curious if, what do you think of it i think i'm at 70 hours almost Sheesh. now dang. um oh, yeah dang. this game is great i've been playing it with a lot of my friends it's great to group up and have like you know these squads and um even in games where like i've i played a game where we had more people in our friend group in the discord than we had for the squad and so that spilled over into a second squad so we just had like two oh. simultaneous squads running around like helping each other take objectives and stuff um so i think that was just really cool and i think it's a really neat game and you know i i love the entire um i i love the entire idea of just being able to have this kind of like huge battle unfolding around you and uh, that you're part of um and it's like oh uh, you know for 15 dollars, i get to play this cool thing and the only thing i have to give up is some shitty hd graphics sure fuck it <laughs> i don't need it to look that shiny i don't need 80 billion frames a second like holy fuck this is great um i'm having such a good time with it so uh I, I i'm glad that you guys brought it up uh in the last podcast and uh that we got a chance to play it because it's it's been a blast i think the only thing that i've i've had negative to say about it at this point is um it does get frustrating uh like trying to play the game if that makes sense because sometimes you're like oh i want to win this match this is what we need to do to win this match my teammates are all idiots uh like it's it's kind of like you hit a lot of moments like that or you hit moments that are like oh hey this gun just seems like un unwieldy and like busted and i don't understand how like this thing isn't nerfed to the ground um but you know that's just moments when you know when you're dealing with the team that isn't trying to go for objectives eh, you play a sniper and you hang out in the back and you just get your kd up uh (laughs) or if you're you know you're trying to be like okay hey i got this new gun and it's supposed to be better than the last gun i was using all right cool so then like let me try that out uh and like or you know maybe you'll find a way around um dealing with the the person that's got you know like the busted gun like one of the things that i i've done is like just run full speed into the enemy line 
dropping claymores and grenades. And if you play the assault class, you get four of both of those. Hmm. And let me tell you something, you'll get plenty of kills just <laughs> doing that. Like I would, I would, uh, one of the maps has like this really long, huge bridge and I would just start at one end of the bridge and start running, dropping claymores. And I, when I ran out of claymores, I start chucking nades and then I die. And then I go back to the spawn at the base of the bridge. And I just keep doing that to the point that like, I, there were so many claymores on that bridge. The enemy team stopped going across the bridge because they couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> there was just too many claymores that I single-handedly put down that they were like, nope. And like, I ended up having like 60 kills and 20 deaths because of just doing that. And I was like, great. You know, my, KD, my KD is great. And I'm doing the stupidest fucking plan ever. My KD. Um, so, uh, you know, it's, it's just a I, fun game to have some, some neat some neat fun and unique experience. I've played with. like a little bit more with Chad and the game turns into attempting to follow Chad simulator. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so difficult to follow him. It's crazy. Is the he playing times, No, it, it's, it's just like the, the weaving and the bobbing and then like through when this window in through that window that, and I'm just like, I, there's so many times where I'm like, Oh, I just jumped through that window and I jumped through the window and he's just gone. And I'm like, <laughs> where did he even go? And I have to look around for his little dot, this little orange dot. Uh, and then I'm like, it's all the way up in this other building at the top of it already. I don't understand. <laughs> uh, and so I do that for a while until getting, I just get randomly shot by somebody. It's <laughs> just Chad, man. Quite <laughs> assault. The highlight of my, my gaming in that so far is uh, right at the beginning of one match, I started talking to some people, and I said, uh, if there was one food that you had to eat for the rest of your life, what would it be? And the guy goes, bro, I have no idea what you just said. I think you said, <laughs> if you had one food that you had to eat for the rest of your life, what would it be? And I was like, that is exactly what yeah, you just said. That's it. You did it. Good yes. job. Good job. Got it. Uh, yeah, it's been, it's been pretty fun. It's... it's um. Full, the maps are fully destructible, which yeah. I think is like the big, biggest upgrade over regular Battlefield. Correction. Um, yes. The, it was already it was already built into Battlefield and Bad Company too. Yeah, I don't know what they've mm -hmm. been doing since then, but the Frost they, Engine. They yeah. only allow certain destructibility in maps now, and it's always like canned and scripted. A, there are some buildings that you cannot destroy in battle bit oh is it really i haven't i haven't seen that yeah. yet there, there there's very few maps that have it but like um uh the paris map is one of them that there are some buildings that like you can destroy all of the walls but mm -hmm. you cannot bring that building down it will continuously okay. stand uh, that makes or, sense or, i guess yeah so there's like some buildings that you that you can still break through the walls though to get rid of the cover which is the important part because there, there's been several times already that I've been like trying to hide from a tank or something. And if they notice you, they just blow up your cover and then you're, oh, yeah. you're just that's, done. That's a, that's a great thing of uh like people carry RPGs solely to deal with snipers. So that way, the second they figure out what building the snipers in, yeah. they just launch all the RPGs into that building and it just no longer exists. No longer covered <laughs> for you, sir. Uh, yeah. It's like, you no longer get that sniper tower. Um, it, I think the other neat thing about it that I've really enjoyed is just how like the maps are just so big mm -hmm. and with the ability of dropping spawn points, I never feel like, 
I'm playing the same map. If that makes sense, because like I could be on it, I could be mm-hmm. el- elsewhere, constantly like fighting between other houses that I've never actually like been in or like fought around because of where people have dropped spawn points. Right. And so like it, it just makes me feel sometimes it's just like, oh, well, you know. Yeah, in uh, Wakistan, the one with the bridge, everybody fights over that center pillar between the two bridges. And yeah, like that's that's a very common, that's a huge battleground area. But like one of the points has an entire tunnel system underneath of it. And one of the games I played, my squad lead put our spawner in the tunnels underneath of the point so that way we would come up from the tunnels and constantly keep taking it over and then they'd kill us take it back and then we'd spawn in the tunnels and we just kept fucking doing it the entire time and it was like oh this is cool like i i that entire like 30 minutes of that game i never went to the bridges Mm -hmm. oh cool i I reenacted the vietnam war And so it just was it was just like a neat thing of just being like, wow, I've played that map so many times, but I've never played it like that. I've never been in that section. I've never done that thing. And so I think that's a very cool like aspect of the game and the those maps is uh, you know, the game modes and the um like the way that they do it, that changes. Like there was one map that I played this morning and I don't know what mode I was in, be- but for some reason, this huge map that it normally is, and then they're like in the middle, there's like this little town or yep. this like kind of city. The map was only the city. And so it was just 127 people only in the city. And so all of the snipers that you normally would have to deal with when you're like going through the city and someone would like, or like the, you'd have strafing runs of the helicopters or the tanks or snipers. Uh, you didn't have any of that because it was just the city. And I was like, oh, this is fucking cool. It's just a ton of people going like room to room fighting. Hmm. Do we have any resolution on why the game is 254 players uh, and not 256 yeah. players? Yeah. 256 is too much. Yeah. 127 to 127. We noticed that was weird last podcast. I don't think anything. I, I, I honestly, there are so many like half groups or like, you know, somebody goes off and makes their own squad with their like two buddies or anything yeah. like that, that it's so hard to notice when you don't have like, like what, what's an the even number that, of squads. Yeah. Of eight. Exactly. Like, yeah. it, by normally when you look at your squad thing, like you've got twenty <laughs> because yeah. everyone's kind of like spread out. So, uh, similar to Battlebit, Planet Side Two just had their big uh, summer war, um, where they organize. So, like, all the players organize of uh, a massive battle on one server, and it's and it's anywhere between like eight hundred to twelve hundred players. Holy shit. And they usually only pick two sides instead of three, just to kind of make it a little more simple. Uh, and um, <clears throat> they all they all start from one base on one side of the map, and the goal is to take three center points in the middle of the map. And like this year, they had like like eight hundred and change players, um, so like you know four hundred and four hundred. Uh, and it was like just crazy, just seeing like literally an army of like 200 <laughs> foot soldiers just running across yeah. a field to get to the base while they're just all getting mowed down, but they just keep pushing and pushing. And then it's like, they get there and I'm like, man, that's cool. That, that must've been, that must've been so cool. 
The only thing though is Plain Side Two doesn't have a destructive environments. Yeah, I, it paid to win. I saw <laughs> Planet Side Two pop up in my like Steam feed for like updates or whatever, not too long ago, and I was like, man, they're still like plugging along on updates of that game, huh? It's just Dude, like the, the, those guys are still chooching, man. And then I was like, man, I wonder if I should just check it out. But then I remembered, like, I don't know. There's like, there's a lot of like microtransaction stuff in that game. Yeah, that's right up Dad's alley. Love, love style. And I was thinking like Dad's like Dad's really into World v World and Guild Wars. Plus, he likes COD. Like, this is like a match made in heaven. I don't know. We should I'll, maybe I'll, show it to him. Uh, I'll play Planet Side Two with Jack. Yeah. Yeah, we'll mess it up. Yeah, maybe, maybe sometimes he'll just, he'll just get in a vehicle. Alex, get in a vehicle, and he'll just t-bone the crap out of Alex. <laughs> <laughs> play the play the blue brown coats. Can't remember what the faction's called, but pretty much the brown coats from the blue browns. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah the blue browns, blues, blue steel. Uh, Jake, what have you been playing? So I have spent a lot of time playing Final Fantasy VII remake. Nice. Word. Not well, Final Fantasy 16. No, 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 no. I was wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't want to play the most recent game. That's no, no, blasphemous. no. Well, I already, I already owned this one, yeah, so I didn't yeah. have to spend seventy dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I found it to actually be really frustrating. Oh, it's oh. it's really good sometimes. The <laughs> first like three few hours, damn near perfect. Seriously, play the demo if you haven't played the demo before. Mm-hmm. It, that's like the best part of the game. It's like perfectly paced. It's a very exciting part and the combat's really fun. The issue is it's also padded to hell. Man, I was wondering about that. Yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, Final Fantasy VII Remake is not a remake of the game Final Fantasy VII. It is a remake of the first four-ish hours of Final Fantasy VII. But this game took me about 30 hours to finish. Oh my gosh. gosh. Yeah. Jeez. There's a lot. And at first, it's not bad. There's some stuff they added that is genuinely good. There are a lot of, like, so for the beginning of the game, you're part of, like, this eco-terrorist group. And a lot of the a lot of the other people you work with are just kind of no-names. It's like, oh, there's Jesse. You know, she, <laughs> you know, whatever. She's Jesse by Jesse, and you, like, you never see her again. Whereas Great. you're like... They actually have, like, names and faces, and you go on, like, a few extra quests with them. And it's like, oh, this is nice. They're actually getting, like, fleshed out. But then, like, by the end of the game, I'm just like, we gotta stop. (laughs) There's a part. Someone gets kidnapped by the bad guys. And it's like, okay, let's go save them. We gotta go save them. And, like, you go to this place, and it's like, okay, how do we get to her? And it's like, well, you gotta spend three hours in a sewer... And then I'll tell you how to save her. And I'm like, are you joking? We're like, this is like the climax. And you're putting a sewer level here? Like, you gotta be joking. Gotta have the sewer level. I don't, man. Man, it just, it just kills me. And then the end, the ending is the dumbest fucking shit. It's so stupid. It's probably just like a big cliffhanger, right? Because they want you to buy part two. A little bit. The, The issue is, okay. Tetsuya Nomura wrote this game. We're going to talk about him more later, I have a feeling, (laughs) based on the other things here. But he's the guy who wrote Kingdom Hearts. So the the story makes no sense. Got it. Yeah, basically. (laughs) basically, To put it simply, they decided, like, okay, we're going to remake Final Fantasy VII, but we want to have liberty to, like, change some stuff. And you would think the easiest way to do that 
is just remake Final Fantasy VII and change some stuff. But mm. no, 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 no. That is way too simple. They went through all this shit to, like, lampshade the fact that they're going to change some stuff maybe later. So there's, like, there are these fate ghosts that show up and they, like, swoosh around people who are, like, significant to the plot. And then, like, you fight fate itself to like overcome the fate that's been described for these characters their destinies are gonna change and it's just, that's how it ends it, you don't even fight the bad guys at the end you fight this other guy who's not fucking in this game it's so dumb it's so frustrating fighting fate it itself on... does sound pretty funny <laughs> it's god it's just it's very frustrating my god it's not even God. It's just like, I guess I don't want to spoil who the last boss is, but it's, it's not, not a character. It is Sephiroth. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. Oh, it's Sin. But like, spoiler alert, Sephiroth's not in the first five hours of Final Fantasy VII. Oh, he gets he name not? dropped like twice. They like shoehorn him in like 50 times in this game, but it's not like oh no, we gotta stop Sephiroth. It's like Cloud is having daydreams about Sephiroth throughout the game. Okay. <laughs> and then he just like shows up and is like, fate has decreed that I'm gonna be the bad guy. Bah. And so like, you literally like fight really him on the moon. And then like, it just warps and it's like, good job. Now maybe things will be different. I don't <laughs> that know. That sounds great. The end. Buy the next okay. one. It's... This is being split into three games, isn't it? Three games, I believe. And man, this next, these next two are going to have to be fucking packed because this game <laughs> covered four-ish hours. And Final oh, Fantasy VII's like 20 hours long? Okay. I'm going to Google it right now. It was but on multiple discs on the PlayStation three 1. Three discs. That. The next game is going to be two discs. Mm. The next remake is going to be two discs. Yeah, they made a big deal about that in the trailer. Oh, dear God. Multiple discs. That. If is that the, just... also the one where it said we don't we still don't know Sephiroth? Oh my god. That that? <laughs> we still don't know him, dude. <laughs> I man, I was so excited about like these Final Fantasy remakes, and now like I want nothing to do with them. I'm like so over it. Oh no. Uh, you got a, a sunk cost now, so I, not, I know. That's what gotta I'm, be the buying most the positive next two. thing I think I can say is it did make me go, maybe I want to replay Final Fantasy VII. Like that <laughs> game was really good. Um okay. Final Fantasy VII, just focusing on the main story, the base game in PS1, 36 and a half hours. Wow. Great. So they have two games to cover about 32 and a half hours. <laughs> the next game will be like 60 hours long, and then the last it's one will just... be you know, like, about know, that okay. long as well. This game, it's not all bad. The combat is very fun. It's kind of a hybrid, real-time, turn-based. So basically, you, like, basically auto-attack people to build up a bar, and when that bar's full, you can do, like, a special move or cast a spell. It works pretty good. It's fun, it's flashy, it obviously looks great. I played it in 4K the whole time, it looks amazing. Yeah. Voice acting's pretty good, whatever. Uh, what else did I have to say? Music's amazing, of course. Oh, they actually managed to make spellcasters fun, which I didn't think they would manage to do. Because you would think they would just sit back and go plink, 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 plink. But uh, your main spellcaster has this move where she basically puts down like a ward, and if she stands on it and casts a spell, the spell goes off twice, <laughs> which is insane. That's like the most powerful thing I've ever heard. <laughs> so you end up having to like 
basically pick an area that's like, this is where I want to be. But as soon as you switch to the spellcaster, the enemy's like, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> so you've got to like kite them around, end up in that area, and then get your spells up. It, it's actually, it's really engaging. I thought it was really <laughs> fun. You swap um, characters on the fly? Is that how that Yes. Works? So okay. basically at any given time, for some reason, you can only have three people in your party. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, single player game, three person party, whatever. Final <laughs> Fantasy. Final Fantasy seven. You split seven and a half. You get almost three. It makes <laughs> sense. Round down D and D. But so you, basically, you can switch between your characters, and then you can use their special moves. You can use the D pad to switch between them. Theoretically, the D pad only has them. three sides. Yep, it so. makes sense again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't whatever. <laughs> Buy the special man. Final Fantasy VII remake controller. <laughs> three sided D pad for it's, your three it's characters. Miss, it's missing a it's missing a button on the D pad. No, that's a feature. <laughs> <laughs> man, okay. Last thing I want to complain about is the party, because like they switch your party members out so frequently, and like that's you don't fine. pick them. No, you don't. At no point do you go, I want Cloud, Tifa, and Aerith. Because that's a really balanced system. It'll just be like, oh, were you having fun with Aerith? Well, she left. You don't get to play with her anymore. It's just Cloud now. She's going to take a nap. And like, so this is like, there's a good thing and a bad thing. The the way that they handle having skills is really clever. You basically equip skills to your character's gear, and it levels up regardless of who it's equipped to. So, like, I could give Cloud fire magic, and as long as Cloud's out, he gains experience with the fire magic, and then I can just take that fire magic and give it, give it to the spellcaster later. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, that's kind of fun. But the frustrating thing is if you have a spellcaster, I'm like, oh, great, she has all the spells. And then she leaves the party, mm. and it's like... She takes the gear with her? Well, another good thing. You can swap gear off of people who aren't actively in your party. The obnoxious thing is, it happens so frequently that every time I get to a new chapter, I have to completely re-kit everyone, (laughs) because all the healing magic is on the guy who's not in the party anymore. So it's just like, one step forward and two steps back. I spend more time futzing with their gear than I do like playing the fucking game. Is there no uh, button for each character that's just like, equip best gear? (laughs) I don't think so. The Good thing button. is, it's not like, oh, this materia gives them plus five to attack. It's like, cure, fire, yeah. thunder. Yeah. So it's like, it's interesting Some, to like, set up a build, but it's frustrating stuff. when they leave. Yes. Yeah. It's, ugh. I, it's not like, like I oh, said, yeah, this thing gives like 20 defense. It's like, no, nah, man, like this, mm-hmm. without this, it's not happening. Exactly. You need someone with a healing spell, or you're going to be like host. Yeah. But like, you don't want to bring like three that's yeah. so wasteful or you just drink a whole bunch you just bring a whole bunch of pots, bring a whole bunch dude. of potions you could it, as you can tell i'm very frustrated with this game because <laughs> there are some parts that are really good but by the end i was so sick of playing it that i just wanted end, to be done at the end of the day though jake like would you recommend final fantasy 7 remake I think I have to say no. Wow. Okay. The demo is really good. Play the demo. Play the, if you're <laughs> interested in it, the demo is so good. It's mind-blowingly good. And maybe play the first, like, five hours. The beginning's really good. I just, I felt the ending dragged really hard. And I was just sick of it by the end. But it's not, like, the ending, though. The ending's also very bad. 
Oh. Okay, the whole <laughs> Sephiroth fate thing is just so dumb. It's so dumb. It's a solid thumbs down from, from Jake. Yeah, I guess. I guess. It, there's a lot of good parts in it. Maybe other people will be more forgiving of it than me. Honestly, I probably also screwed myself over by being like, this weekend, I'm going to just plow through it. I Ugh. probably would have been happier if I just said, you know what? I'm going to set this down for another month. Some will burn. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe just ease into that one. Uh, the only other thing I played, I mentioned a little bit earlier, Dishonored 2. It's another old game, but it's it's so good, dude. I've had, it's really I've not been that kinda, old. Okay, it's it's about as old as Final... Well, it's older than Final Fantasy VII Remake. <laughs> um, but man, it, it's so good. I, I, oh. I haven't loved this game in the past, but I finally like found a playstyle that just really worked for me. The answer is to play Corvo. Corvo's the better of the two. For anyone who doesn't know, there's two playable characters, Emily and Corvo. Corvo has a teleport move, and so he's the better one. Like, sorry. <laughs> Emily, Emily has, has a, a grappling hook. Teleport. She has a grappling hook, which on the one hand, grappling hooks are awesome. On the other mm -hmm. hand, it's a stealth game, and the grappling hook doesn't make you invisible. Yeah. So they'll just see you rocket yourself across the level and go, <laughs> well, there she is. Like, shoot her. Like, if you... To be fair, you don't have to play it stealthy. So if you want to just go balls out, just fly across the level and kill everyone your way, I bet it would be really fun. Some of the best YouTube like speedrun compilations oh, man. that I've seen have been from Dishonored, where they're like, "Oh yeah, just full combat, like mm -hmm. absolutely nuts." You like watch people, they're like, "Dude, I don't even know how you did that." That's, no, it's it's, it's crazy. It's Actually, I watched a speedrun of it the other day, thirty minutes to finish that whole game. Insane, crazy Jeez. stuff. No, dude, it's it's crazy. It's it's a little bit broken, uh, but it's it's really fun, really good game. Hot. Would you recommend it? Absolutely, hundred percent. Hundred percent endorsement from Jake. I'm a little bit. I'm a little <laughs> bit optimistic that since Redfall was such a huge shit show, they're just gonna go back to the well and make Dishonored three. Yeah, I wouldn't even be it. mad. That'd be great. Make another prey. That works. I were them, I'd do that. They are not gonna make another prey. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking prey was amazing. Nobody yeah. bought it. You bought you bomb a game, and then you're like, oh, let's go back to tried and true. Yeah, like, I mean, like, you know what? Everyone's like Dishonored three, and then they come up and they're like Gollum two. I mean, from <laughs> we got from the, the news we got, they're committed to making Redfall good. Apparently, so they said the same thing about Anthem. Where's yeah. Anthem next? We I might don't know. not see anything from them for a while. It ain't worth yeah. it, dude. I'm Which guessing way, it's either Dishonored three or Deathloop two. Those that, are my guesses. The whole situation with Arcane is like there's two teams, right? So like, yeah, I don't remember yeah. which one did this one at this point. This is, I think, this is the one that made Prey and Dishonored two. Okay, it, the the prime team. Yeah, the other team made Deathloop. So mm. maybe they'll make Deathloop 2 to make up for their shitty American counterparts. <laughs> sure. And maybe they'll actually make Deathloop like good this time. They're really good. Fingers crossed. Hey, it Dude, was good. Just not real. It was fine. Time it travel's was... hard to do in video games, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kayla, what are you even playing? Uh, you guys, you guys hear about this Dave the Diver? Play this Dave yeah. the Diver? I've played Somewhat. some Dave the Diver. I, I played a ton of Dave the Diver. I saw that. A diving RPG. No yeah. way. Yeah, right? You go down during the day, you uh, harpoon a bunch of fish, you bring them back, and at night you run a sushi restaurant. No, you don't <laughs> run it. That's fun. You manage a sushi restaurant. <laughs> you do manage it. 
Ish. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it's it's and then you know you make profits from the restaurant, and the next day you level up your gear so you can dive deeper or have a gun that does more damage. Oh my god! It's a it's a recitarum up. It's a recitarum up. You got it. Love that. That's exactly I love right. But what? diving instead of dungeons. <laughs> recitarum was the, it was this old. <laughs> Japanese game where basically you would go dungeon delving, kill a bunch of monsters, get gear, and come back and sell it at your adventuring store. Yeah. Oh, it was as far as I'm aware, well, it was it, the first game that introduced that sort of it's gameplay like, loop. Isn't it like Moonlighter? Moonlighter, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Moonlighter's a yeah, more okay. recent example. Uh, I love yeah. that. I love that Weird. gameplay loop. I think that's such a fun idea. Yeah, I saw this uh, was popular in Steam, and I was like, why? It looks so I don't know. Weird. The loop is just so much fun. And they throw in so much random stuff that's just really enjoyable. Like the guy who makes your guns is just like an uber weeb. And then yeah. he shows all these little sequences where he's making your guns and he has like anime posters everywhere and figures lining yeah, up. He's got it's little just, figurines. And it'll play like anime music in the background. It's hilarious. The way you're talking and about like this game. Boss fights with absurd creatures, like a shrimp that has boxing gloves on. Oh, that's that's. That's good. It's great. It's really good. And there's a whole story underwater that unfolds as you go deeper and deeper. What is the management gameplay like? Uh, It's it's very, very simple. So after after you bring back all your ingredients that night, you decide what and how much of each dish is on the menu. And you also act as a waiter. And that is most of it. You can you can hire some people to also act as waiters or more cooks so you can cook dishes faster uh, and you can hire people to like um, pour cocktails for people or pour tea for them but it's Dude, it's the tea pretty game simple is like the best the best <laughs> part of the dinner though you literally have to like pour green tea and there's a set level on the cup and as soon as you stop pouring that's it that's all you get so you no. can't be like, oh, I'm just going to top it just off. Just like, like in real life. And it's, <laughs> exactly. And, it, and it's like, Sorry, you know, sir, pretty, I stopped pouring. It, it's pretty <laughs> like, the you get. pretty like gamey physics. So like, you can't mm-hmm. really tell if it's going to fill up. That's uh, funny. So I just figured out how to fill it up from the sound. Yeah. Um, just because yeah. of the cup filling up, you can just, I, it like, it makes a sound. You're like, okay, that's, that's there. It's there. I played it's good. so much this game. I still don't know how to pour beer correctly in this game. Hmm. It's me. I haven't got, I didn't get to beer. I barely, hmm. I barely scratched the surface on it. The way, it's just every, the, every, every two minutes, it's like, it's one of those games where it's every two minutes you're in a new tutorial or like hmm. meeting a new character. It introduces a lot of stuff constantly. It introduces a lot of stuff, like not stopping. Like, I don't have the patience for this. I'm a big boy. <laughs> I can figure it out. Just throw it at yeah, me. Yeah, it, it should be a little less handholdy, but the it, way you it gets, describe it's um, for a while. Like how good the loop is and stuff like that. It reminds me of you guys talking about Dredge. I was yeah. literally just thinking about Dredge. Yeah. It has like a similar, you just want to go on one more dive. Mm-hmm. Or you finish your dives for the day, and you're like, I just, I just want to run the restaurant real fast. And you run the restaurant, and then you're like, oh, but I need to, I need to pick veggies at the farm this morning because they're all ready. You run over there and do that, and you're like, oh, I need to go on my dive and get some. It, it sounds it, so dumb. I don't. It introduces like so, so many excited. different little mechanics that add up as you go. Uh-huh. Yeah, literally, I might buy this right now. It's, it's great. The, I highly sounds recommend great. it. It's so yeah, much it's, fun. It, it's definitely it's a game where it's like it's the perfect storm of 
different gameplay mechanics this, where it's a nice, yeah. it's a nice variety where you're not just diving and you're not yeah. just running a restaurant. It's, it's just like, and none of them are too terribly deep, but the, but the mixture of them all, uh, kind of definitely, uh, can pull you in. Mm-hmm. And you like constantly have missions, little small missions that you can do while you're diving. So you're always kind of looking for something specific when you go, instead of just going to do whatever. It's great. Highly recommend. You think the, in Game of the, the Year sushi, contender? It might be on my Game of the Year. Might list. be. All right. The, all right. The, I see you. The sushi chef is like probably <laughs> my favorite part of the game. He's excellent. There is one part about the game that I despise. There's Ooh. a there's a portion where there's like a background, like a flashback for the chef. That part is so slow and so boring. Mm. I was so annoyed, but that that's like the only thing in the game I don't like. Otherwise, it's great. Would you recommend it? Oh, yeah. 100%. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Might be on the game of the year list. We'll have to see. Mm. Uh, the other game I've been playing is Wild Frost. Played this mm. at PAX a while back. Really, really liked it. It came out, and it had pretty middling reviews. Uh, I think the devs have done some stuff to deal with most of the issues people had. And they still have they have a roadmap of stuff they're fixing still that are highly complained about things. But I think really what it comes down to is the game is uh, crazy hard. Mm. I have put quite a bit of time into it already. It's a deck building roguelike. Very Slay the Spire-esque. Oh, like cards. Got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like a and, deck building uh, game? <laughs> How big of a deck can you make? It's not very big. Your deck's not very big. You you shuffle it really. I think often. that's different between every person, Caleb. Like uh, <laughs> like a patio or like full roundabout. Uh patio. It's it's pretty small, you know. More like a more like a screened-in porch. We'll call it that. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Little uh, uh, redneck veranda. <laughs> you're uh, constantly unlocking new stuff in this game though so far i mean i I have like i only played like six hours of it i guess but i'm i constantly have missions pulled up to unlock new stuff but i have not made it terribly far because it like i said it is is crazy difficult you have to really pay attention to what the enemies are doing and where like the turn each card laid on the board has a turn counter and it goes off at the end of the turn whenever it's turn counters up you have to really pay attention to that and what order the enemies are attacking in and stuff like that I feel like I'm definitely not smart enough. Or maybe <laughs> it is smart so maybe hard, isn't the man. word. Maybe patient. Sounds like, yeah, it sounds like way too much work for me. Yeah. I, I assume most of you aren't going to play this. So I'm going to no. spoil something just slightly. Is uh, there an actual like story? Uh, not much of one. They phoned it in. Uh, it's not really a very story-heavy game is all. But there is one kind of spoilery thing. So just a heads up. For listeners who don't want this game spoiled. Uh, when you first beat the third boss, pretty difficult. You have to have a pretty good setup. Uh, it was my, this is the best setup I've had so far. It's the only time I've made it to the third boss. But I finally beat it, and it takes over your deck. And the third boss becomes all of your cards with a whole bunch of buffs on their like health and stuff. Oh, jeez. So once wow. I finally get back to it, I gotta beat the deck I built oh, that was really good. No. 
Uh, Does it go like that forever? Like every time you beat it, it absorbs your deck? So if you get to him with a really shitty deck, is this the play? You just (laughs) build the worst deck that's just good enough to make it. Yeah. And the next time you build as good a deck as you can. So far, I've only been able to build the one deck to even get there, let alone beat it. That's like the uh, final boss in Risk of Rain 2. Oh, yeah, it is. He steals when, all your stuff. Where, you were, yeah. where he steals all your stuff, and then you have nothing, and he yeah. has all of your stuff. So if you have an awesome build, you just get smoked. <laughs> yeah. What a weird mechanic. Oh, yeah, i like to see how it plays out when I finally get to it again and see if I can actually beat it. Okay, like when if it you plays ever get you. to it again. Exactly. It's Like I said, it, this game's hard, man. Real hard. If Caleb's saying it's too hard, it's too hard for me. <laughs> Yeah, he's a gamer. Yeah, he's like I, a real I'm gamer. Not, I, I'm not even gonna. Especially since he's like resident deck builder roguelike yeah, player. Yeah, right. He, Caleb, did you kickstart this game? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I don't think I, I had a kickstart. I literally that. don't believe you. <laughs> I I do not like deck building games. Mm. Except for I Valheim, I could I could build a really nice deck in Valheim. Mm. Get out of here. Um. So I'm going to keep the Final Fantasy hour going. Finally. <laughs> I All throughout the Steam sale, my front page kept on showing me Stranger Paradise Final Fantasy Origin. And I just kept on looking at it like every day. And I was like, man, it could be cool. It could be fun. It has three-player co-op. I don't know. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's what happened. I was that's like, why you. did so, all of my friends start playing this <laughs> random, like, third-tier Final <laughs> Fantasy game? What <laughs> So, uh, literally, I finally like was just on with Caleb, and I was like, would you consider playing this game? And then I got Chad, because Caleb was like, yeah, I guess I'd play it. And then I was like, Chad, do you want to play this with us? And he was like, sure. So we have three-player Stranger of Paradise going now. Man, what a wild ride that game is. Um, <laughs> I, it's it's just hilarious, really. It's so funny. The it's the chaos one. If you yeah, know. Mm-hmm. It, you gotta Final you gotta Fantasy kill stuff. chaos. Gotta Jack kill really chaos. really wants to kill chaos. I laughed out loud because the game starts and the opening cinematic starts, and Jack meets his two buddies that are going to be with him for the rest of the game for the first time. Like he just meets them, and they're like. Oh man, do you have one of these crystals too? Which that's out of nowhere. And then Jack says, "All I know is I want to kill chaos." That is literally the first, first line thing. he says to them. And I laughed out loud. It is so funny. <laughs> and then at the- one point, somebody says something he doesn't want to hear. He turns around, puts in headphones, and walks out. And he plays music, and you hear okay. the music, and he okay. just walks out. Here's the deal. He already had the headphones in somehow. Yeah, he did. Oh, oh, yeah. Right. He, did he just pulls up some sort of device, like a phone, and hits a button, and music starts playing, and he walks out it's of the room. It's because you you meet a character, and the character basically says chaos isn't real, and yeah. then he just goes BS, and then turns away, puts on music, and just walks out the door. He doesn't like you discrediting right. chaos's existence. I don't. There's a character that we meet, and he's like, "Chaos is real." He's like, "Finally, some good news." <laughs> It's so funny. Every every cinematic is so funny. And, it really is. And then we get to like the actual gameplay part. It's pretty solid. Uh, they try to do like a Souls like thing mm-hmm. with Final Fantasy stuff. Um, and it's like mission based instead of being like an interconnected world, 
little yeah, weird. Yeah, the mission system is very Neo-esque. You, is like, that play how through Neo the mission. works? I've not played Neo. Yeah. Well, it's like it's like an overworld with mission areas, and then once you play through them, they usually have side missions that play through the same area in like a different order with different mm. enemies and stuff. It's very that style. Uh, the game constantly vomits gear at you nonstop. Oh my gosh, so much Gross. gear. 100% of the time, you're just always picking up new gear. And, it, and it's like, it, we, Chad so. found a button in the game that it's just like, equip the best gear. Just, mm. uh, just equip that, it. That's, I that was why I asked that question earlier. Yeah, I thought it was a, an all Final yeah. Fantasy thing because. 14 also has that where it's just like equip the best gear like let's keep going so just like every few minutes throughout the level you got to open up your menu real quick and hit the button that says put the best gear on again and keep on going <laughs> so troll it's uh, it's kind you of get... annoying but like i don't know and then it, the the co-op system's a little weird because like i'm jack and it's my world i guess and i invite them to my room and they play as the alternate characters but like they are equipping their own gear but for whatever reason that doesn't like show up on their character models because their character models are based on what i have them set as because it's my game yeah that's so weird so like for them to change like looks they have to leave the game and then i put gear on my partners that I would play with as NPCs and then they can rejoin and then now they'll have different outfits on. It's the most bizarre thing because your actual weapons change. Yeah. Like <laughs> you can see the change of your great sword into the axe or into the mace or into the but for some reason they couldn't code it to do your <laughs> armor as well. So that whole system I think is the coolest part of this game is they've got like a bunch of different weapon types and that uh, equates to what classes you can play as, or jobs they call them in Final Fantasy, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they got like a bunch of different jobs, and each of the jobs has like advanced jobs that you can morph into based on previously unlocked jobs. So, like, I started off uh, and I had like a thief, and the thief can, oh no, I was a, it's a thing before thief. Duelist. Duelist. I was a duelist and you level up the skill tree for duelist to the end and you can unlock thief and then thief has a different base ability where he can like steal abilities from enemies. It's really cool. And then if you level up thief all the way, you have two branching tree options where you can become a ninja or an assassin. Mm-hmm. And like for each of those to unlock like assassin, you have to have thief leveled up. Plus you have to have uh pugilist leveled up all the way and then you can become a thief. So like the way the classes all interconnect is like really engaging, I think, and kind of like mm-hmm. a really cool idea. Well, we started the game and we all decided to choose different weapons, and that was quickly squashed by the system that they have in the game. Uh like I think Alex had daggers and greatsword. I had greatsword mm-hmm. and fists, and then Caleb had uh daggers and fists. And now we're just completely de- everybody's completely changed. You yeah. unlock classes jobs so fast in that game. Mm-hmm. And you it's also great. get, uh, for like beating levels, um, you get this thing called an anima, which oh, you are what? able to, an anima, <laughs> not an enema, but an anima. Uh, are you saying anima, like with an A? Anima. Anima. Yeah. Anima. 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 Yeah. anima. Not the water in the hole, but you know. <laughs> I you mean, really, look, you however really you want to celebrate that one, that's fine, that's not my biz, but. So you can use that on classes, so say like, for instance, I didn't really want to play 
the mage class, but I needed it for uh, Tyrant, which is uh, a leveled up pugilist and a leveled up mage together. Uh, I just use my anima, not my enema, but my anima on the, the skill tree, and it just gave me the skill points to just shoot through it. Literally? Yeah. Shoot through it. Yeah, she's the wording that, that you yeah. chose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the leveling system's pretty pretty cool like that. And yeah. then on top of that, you have like a lot of customization within the classes. So like classes you unlock command abilities when you level them up enough. And then those can just be seemingly used on any class if you switch. So like mm-hmm. uh as thief, I level up an ability that let me like sprint around faster. And then I switched to like Marauder, who's like a slow big axe guy, and then I could use like the speed up ability from the thief to kind of like counter some of my mobility issues. So that's kind of cool. And then on top of that, they've got like a combo system essentially in the game where you have like a bunch of slots that can have special abilities assigned to different combos. So it'll be like light attack, light attack, special attack will be like a combo. And then you'll be like, all right, I'm assigning that to this specific attack. And you can change those out, those slots. And you get upgrades in the skill trees that will like make specific combos better. So you'll want to like specifically arrange like your good abilities into the good slots. Stuff like that. It's it's an interesting system. And the you combos are all super easy. Like the first one's light attack heavy, then the second one is light attack, light attack heavy, then the third one is light attack, light attack, light attack heavy. Right. It's like it's not it's not making not you do combos. like a fighter combo to try to get them off. Plus you can you you can carry two weapons at once and swap on the fly with a button press. <laughs> Plus there's like a mana system that is kinda unique because you start off with like not a lot of max mana, but if you like execute enemies, you add max mana to your bar. You're just doom glory killing everybody. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and then the mages then, are kind of unique. Caleb played the mage, would you? Yeah, they have some special spells that are super powerful and they use max mana bars. So there's like a play style between finishing enemies and using your big spells to wipe out a big group. And yeah, it's pretty cool. All in all, it's like better than I was expecting it to be, I think. Um, yeah. It's really funny that the way that you're explaining it is exactly how Final Fantasy Tactics. Oh, yeah. <laughs> With the jobs, combos. Yeah. And no, it's... It's, it's like. <laughs> hmm. I mean, the same. Like to be a ninja, you have to, you have to be a soldier and a thief. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's a... The same I think that's a Final Fantasy That's just a Final stable. Fantasy thing. Yeah. Not, okay. not universal. It's not in sure. 7, but I think Final Fantasy popularized the job system. I don't mm. know in which one, but in one of them. Well, it's definitely in Final Fantasy 14, mm. which is another think, Final Fantasy game that we've been playing. I think the first <laughs> game that, that did jobs in Final Fantasy was actually Final Fantasy Tactics. Is there something to do with the word tactics that just cuts his mic? <laughs> tactics. Uh, yeah, so Final Fantasy, is, was that a segue, Alex? Was that, sort was of. That a... I didn't know if there was anything else to say about Stranger <laughs> Paradise. I mean, the story uh, seems... Just, 
ridiculous and so cool. much fun trying to kill chaos it's yeah. great so far i hope we're trying actually to kill chaos, up man. getting to kill him at some point for the record the the lead producer like the producer of uh, stranger in chaos is tetsuya nomura who's the kingdom hearts guy stranger in hmm. you know i don't know what the fuck it's called <laughs> yeah but yeah it's the same guy Maybe they shouldn't let him write stuff. I don't know. I'm just spitballing <laughs> I mean, so here. Far, I man, think he does great. a bad job. You get to you this get to one of the so far, man. you get to the point where the king's like, "All right, you can go kill chaos if you want," and it's like really early in the game, and you're like, "Finally!" And then you go fight. You get through this level and you fight a boss, and then Jack's like, "Are you chaos?" And then the boss is like, <laughs> "No, but I will be." And you're like, <laughs> "What?" <laughs> and then. That person turns into a small girl who joins your party. Yep. Aww. <laughs> oh, which, is, which is leads us chaos? to Don't uh, think Final, so. Final Fantasy with uh, multiple characters, but only three in a party. Yeah, four four characters. <laughs> okay, can only have three in your group, though. I don't, guys, just, just make it four. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't, I don't the, know. the game could just be four player. It doesn't yeah. need to just be three. I don't. I don't well, then you need four Phoenix Downs. So. Oh man, one more cool <laughs> mechanic in that game. It's got like a regular block button, but then it also has like this special block button that uses your poise meter, uh, and it uses it pretty quick. So it's kind of dangerous to use. But if you use it before an enemy uses a purple colored attack, you like absorb it, and then you can use that ab- attack at enemies later. So yeah, that's pretty good. That, that's pretty fun. Does um, the move start with P? Nope. Y? It's just <laughs> it's just whatever ability the the enemy's using. Like sometimes it's like a fireball, or like they're throwing rocks at you, or Molotov, or something. Ends in, er, rhymes with airy. I don't even. Is it a parry? <laughs> it's not a. It's not a parry. It sounds like a parry. Not it's, it's like I a mean, special block I, that uses it's essentially your poise meter. A parry, it's more block. but it's more block because <laughs> you don't. It's not like a parry because you don't like immediately fire back. Like you can just hold on to the special ability that you have. That's not what a parry is. You can immediately follow it up with an attack. It's a soul shield. That's soul a, shield. a parry is simply deflecting an attack. A riposte is following up oh, on a right. parry. You're right. You clown. Okay, fencing Frank. I'm gonna call you now, fencing Frank. <laughs> right, but what Alex Frank the is, fencer. Alex is describing though is just basically taking the attack upon you just himself. Absorb it into you, you and you don't have to. You don't have to like. He just takes the anima. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you don't have to use it like within that nanosecond that you've parried it. You can just you suck it in, and you just you just leave it in there, and then you just however, you know, however long you can mm-hmm. hold it. You know? yeah. <laughs> just throw it out Gosh. later. Chad, what have you been playing lately? Is it Final Fantasy fourteen? Cool. Final <laughs> Fantasy Hour continues. Wow. We've been playing Final Fantasy fourteen. What do you think of it? Yeah, so we for some reason started playing Final Fantasy fourteen. Not sure how this happened. Um but it's me. It's my fault. I've been looking at Final Fantasy enough. fourteen on Steam and I'm like, I hear everybody <laughs> talk about how great the story gets in that game. I really want to play it. So then I was like, Hey, what do you guys think about playing Final Fantasy fourteen? I'm just conning a bunch of people into playing Final Fantasy games. That's the that's the truth of it. Yep. Through that. Are you the Final Fantasy all along? Yep. Oh my god. <laughs> I am the Final um, Fantasy. Can, can Final we get a Crystal Chronicles game going? No. Oh, okay. I don't like that game. Final what? Fantasy 14 <laughs> for the most part, it's been uh it's been pretty cool. Um it's your 
MMORPG, so you got lots of people, lots of enemies, lots of role-playing. Um, also, uh, side note, this is uh, like one of the number one games that has ERP, so just if you're fancying why? some of that... Why are you, you bringing can, that up? You can go do that. Uh, Apparently, what? Final Fantasy XIV has a large community that uses it for erotic role-play. Word. Oh. <laughs> I see why you wanted to play it. Yeah. It's all coming together. You got your cat girls, your bunny girls, your werewolves, etc. Um, someone Koopa. say cat girls? Yeah, cat girls. Let's have cat girls. Yeah. I am a cat girl. Cat girl oh, is Moogle. His, his cat girl is by dumper. far like the number one most picked class in the game. Also, I don't see how you can sit here and tell me that Race. wasn't why you wanted to play this game, <laughs> and then immediately say I'm playing well, the cat girl. I think if we continue and say that we're playing with our parents, like you know, it's uh, it curves mm. that a little bit. <laughs> no oh, pink shaming here. That's that's all good. Some people are into fucking bears. Yeah, it's true. Yep. Full circle. So the flow of the gameplay so far has been uh, go here, pick up quest, go there, talk to person, drop off quest. Go here, pick up quest. Go there, drop off. Finally reaching a dungeon, you're like, yes, finally some actual like gameplay, something that I can like do and like have fun with <laughs> instead of just running around in circles, listening to these people talk. Supposedly world building, but none of them have voice acting, so I have to read everything. I didn't know I was signing up to read a novel while I'm <laughs> playing a, a video reading. game. Uh, it's so a lot of reading for the most part. <clears throat> I'm sure that uh, my father, like I, have been hitting escape and hitting yes skip cutscene quite often uh, mm -hmm. until I hear the, the voice acting. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll listen to this since I don't have to do any work. <laughs> um, the job system is really cool. Uh, it's literally whatever weapon you're holding and you're that job. And then what they do is uh, they, like for instance, I'm a marauder that turned into a warrior because that was the progression of that. Um, level 39, but then I went back because uh, we had some people that needed to do their class quests to unlock like skills and such. I went back and picked up um, Pugilist, and then I was level 1 again, and I was able to uh, kind of level that character up on the side while I was waiting for people. Um, yeah, there is this, a is, system. this is all on the same character, so you, yeah. can, you can run multiple classes on one character, which is kind of a unique thing for an MMO. Yeah. So, and they um, level independently. On the Pugilist, um, because I have a level 39 warrior, uh, the leveling is way speedier. Um, there's a little bit of a buff that you get because you have a character that's so far ahead, uh, just to where it is like that catch-up mechanic. And with that, you also have gear sets that you can hotbar. So for instance, uh, when I want to play Pugilist, because there's you know I want to do the side content, I click a button, all my armor switches, my weapon switches, uh, and my skill bar switches. And then if I want to go back to Warrior, I just click of a button, uh, do that. And it's really funny to watch when I'm standing next to Alex because he's a healer and has a little fairy out that heals, uh, auto heals. My health goes from like 194 to uh, 1,500, but it doesn't actually like do the full heal. Like it's it's missing health. It's still at the 194. It keeps your current health. Yeah, so I, I have to get healed. It does that pretty much where you can't like hot swap in combat and like oh, you sure. know, get an advantage or whatever um so it's it's i don't know it's just a cool system because uh you have two different inventories one is for weapons and armor and then one is for like all of the pickups and like just junk stuff quest items uh food you know uh so you don't have like this issue of i don't have enough space because i have all these classes um 
and I all this all these armor sets and stuff like that. They like thought that through, and and they have that kind of separate from uh, your regular inventory. Um, fast traveling is pretty cool. It costs money, but if you're in a party, one person can fast travel, and then the rest of the people can just wait. And then once you fast travel, they just hit yes. Uh, or if they're like trying to finish up the quest that you were on with them, uh, you you as that person can hit wait and then finish the quest off. Click down to the bottom right hand corner where it says teleport waiting and then hit yes and teleport. And you don't have to spend that money. So that's that's kind of cool. Um, the dungeons so far haven't had too, too many mechanics, but I can see them kind of ramping up and the mechanics are uh, getting getting there. Um, kind of just like currently is step out of the bubble of damage. And that's pretty much it. Uh, there's like cones that happen sometimes of damage that you have to avoid. Um really really funny to uh experience this with our parents because the, all they've known for mmos is guild wars 2 and so there was one night where we were playing and it was like the initial uh start of this game i chose tank and my father was like why is chad taking all the damage like why is he the only one that's taking damage um guild wars 2 there's no holy trinity of healer tank and dps uh mm -hmm. so this is something that they're like you know realizing now is that there's actually healer dps and tank and so, uh, specialized roles. Yeah. Interns. It's like a mechanic for like threat generation to keep, keep, you know, aggro and stuff like that. I will you say, just, you just meow at him. As, yeah. <laughs> uh, as an MMO player, um, coming from all sorts of different games, Lost Ark, New World, WoW, Guild Wars, coming to this one, I do believe there is a complexity of systems. I don't know if this is just a Final Fantasy thing. Um, but it's just like the systems are just all over the place. There's guild leaves that you can do. Uh, there's different blue quests that you can do that have unlockables. There's class quests. There's your main quest. Uh, there's like, oh, there's everything's the just all over the place. Ma insane are, to read. Right. Maps are crazy. It's, you know, the maps are so difficult to read. You're looking Hard at the map read and, maps. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> you can't write on them though. Oh, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, it's been that's... an interesting experience the the story so far has been like fine like whatever nothing special um and that's kind of aligns with what i've heard about the game is the initial like a realm reborn section of the game is kind of a slog but like the expansions are like so good and the story is amazing that like you have you just have to make it through the first part of the game to get get really good and like that sort of thing and like to the point where endwalker the most recent expansion like people have been like endwalker is probably the best final fantasy story like period out of all the final fantasy games so i don't know we'll see when i get there i guess yeah <laughs> the best final fantasy story was chrono trigger i i have also heard that the voice acting picks up and right now we're in the yeah, early days they, where there's like no voice acting and so they like switched that, so. voice acting <laughs> like agencies after rumor born i read that so mm, the I thought, I thought you meant like it got better later on in the game yeah, they also I mean, oh, yeah it's like they're like hi welcome to wherever anyway <laughs> like here's a quest i mean if you go from like zero voice acting into voice acting i think starting from zero and go, going <laughs> so uh, it's been, it's been I, an adventure. I like it so far. How would you say it stacks up to other MMOs? 
Um, mm. man, <laughs> I think like, would you recommend this game? I think if you put like the best of the best MMO, right? In my opinion, is like wow, like that is like the sure. the all time like, uh, really good MMO. Uh, pacing is really good. The dungeons are good. The progression towards the end is really good. Um, both classic and retail. After I actually gave retail more of a shot. You know, Caitlin basically complained and said I had, I didn't give it enough of a shot, um, and so I did. Uh, I think it's like, how it's like right under it. I think it's above Guild Wars in my opinion. Okay. Um, Guild Wars. Guild Wars Solid two. Shots fired. Dad's about to bust into this room. I, well, here's <laughs> the thing: you. is that like Guild Wars two? I think is almost like you don't even you can't even really consider it an MMO. Because it doesn't have that holy trinity in my in my opinion, the holy trinity kind of defines MMO. Bro, uh, I tried to that play could it. And be, I was like, "This is an MMO through and through." That could be uh, argued and debated and debunked, but I, to me, Guild Wars Two is just an adventure game with like the MMO style kind of added on to it. Even when you do like raids or you know dungeons, like. For instance, we're we're going into these dungeons in uh, Final Fantasy, and the whole thing about dungeons and true MMOs is the tank is always the pace setter. The tank is the one that always is in front. Do not go in front of the tank, or else you might die. Uh, and Guild Wars Two, you just kind of hold W key. It doesn't matter who goes in first. It doesn't matter who's you know taking the the damage because the the way the heals work are pretty much. Uh, from what I understand, a lot of AOEs, a lot of there's not a lot of target heal skills. Um, Alex can confirm that it's, more. He's been yeah. playing heal. I've been playing heal in that game, and it is all AOE, and it is all like limited to a certain number of players. Like five players can be hit by your AOEs. Yeah. So I I think having that taste back of you know that that nice trinity of you know there's the tank the dps the healer it feels more strategic to me like guild wars always feels like i'm just hitting all of my abilities as they're coming off cooldown sure. and final fantasy feels like i have to make some choices about what i'm doing even though they're very limited right now but you get a lot more skills later so i'm sure that's going to expand there's also like um in WoW, you, there's like a rotation of skill, or in most MMOs, there's like your rotation that you go through of skills mm-hmm. that does like the most damage. WoW, it doesn't tell you; you just have to like figure that out, or like you know, read a a wiki or whatever. Guild Wars, same. Uh, it seems like Final Fantasy is just handing that to you on a platter. I, I could be wrong. Maybe once we get deeper in, it won't won't do that. But basically, like your first skill will activate a combo with your second skill, and your second skill is now highlighted. And then after you use that second skill, it adds that third skill highlighted. And there's like different things. So for instance, me as the tank, I use my heavy attack first. Then I use like a sweeping strike or something. And then I use a a thing that if I use both of those uh, first and second, I will now use a strike that has a combo attached to it that will heal me the amount of damage that I do. Mm. Uh, And so I'm helping the healer by doing that. And if I mess that rotation up or if I use a skill in between, like I'm not healing myself anymore. So I just gave up that health. Um... So it's like really cool to see that, that that system at least is like showing you, hey, use these combos. And then on the pugilist, it's even better because each skill puts you into a different stance, like on the fly. Uh, mm. And so you're you're actually 
seeing like you go from raptor stance to oppa stance to whatever and you, you're doing these different uh nutty combos and um there's multiple skills that you can use to put yourself from one stance to another and uh it's cool stuff there animas so yeah to answer your question wow final fantasy guild wars um i think new world in there somewhere could be like I didn't, I didn't ask for a rank of mmos i just i just asked if you recommended the game that's <laughs> where it stacked up jake did ask. Yeah, yeah i did ask oh okay <laughs> I don't think you would like it, Frank. If you don't like MMOs, then you won't like it. I mean, I will, if you don't if like you thought, MMOs, you won't like MMOs, If right? you thought Guild Wars yeah. 2 was too MMO-y, which is arguably the most, like, adventure-based, you know, not really MMO, MMO, then... I just, I'm just not in it for the grind, man. Like, just that, that whole gameplay loop does not, does not give me... Just smack that 80 boost, and then boom, you're on the horizontal uh, progression like everybody else. No more vertical progression. You don't have to go for any more armor. You don't got to go for any more levels. You don't got to nothing. You're done. Want, you just play the dungeons. All my loot. Well, then you want to play an MMO. I don't know what you <laughs> offer. <laughs> play Diablo. Hey, RPG. Is Diablo not grindy? Uh, that's. I mean, yeah, it is. But it, but it, but it's it's like a more primal level. Primal I, level. I don't, I don't know the separation of the two. I think you, Diablo is just as grindy like as an MMO. Lost Ark? Because I feel like Lost Ark is very similar to Diablo. This mm. is coming from someone who doesn't know MMOs very well or Diablo very well. I but. I was I was rocking the Lost Ark while I had COVID because mm. it was like I I had no sure like you don't need much brain power for it. Yeah, it, it was just it was just go. And I mean it's like similar thing with Diablo where it's like okay, yeah, we'll just kind of I mean like I've already kind of burnt out it's on Diablo because it's yeah. like I haven't even finished the game and it's like okay, I finished out my skill tree. And there's a big gap. There's a big gap to being like, oh yeah, you got to get to the end game because that's where it's at. And there's a big gap between where I am and where that is. I'm like I I, I don't want to work to get there. And get the stuff. Yeah, Lost Makes Ark sense. also doesn't really uh, present loot to you. Like Diablo, you're getting a new thing every two two steps you take and kill something. While Lost Ark's like, oh, I got tier one set. That's what I'm hmm. sticking with until tier two set. Hmm. Okay. Um. Yeah, yeah. Diablo, you like another thing drops. You check it. You make sure that there's like the crit hit percentage on it. Maybe like what eye level it is, you know, it's got to be over that uh, seven twenty five. The um, fact that I'm still dealing in like single digit percentages, I'm like, this is this is some bullshit. Even after max upgrade. Oh yeah, well I mean yeah, it gets into like twelve percent, thirteen percent. I'm like that uh -huh. one in ten. Fuck that. Uh huh. <laughs> well, I'm level one hundred, so maybe that's the issue. Yeah, I'm not even close. Anywho, uh, we can move on to the rest of this podcast. Where, uh, <laughs> we're, we're swinging on to a different topic. E. Uh, been playing a little bit of that Marvel Spider-Man remastered. Um, asked, the, asked the crew a little while ago if I should play Miles Morales because I watched that movie and was like, should I play this game? Everybody said no. So... <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, with, with Marvel Spider-Man remastered, and uh, I've been having a blast with that. And like, honestly, it's really interesting to just kind of remove my mindset of also like what I know of Spider-Man and just revisit a new story. 
or just or just visit a new story. Mm-hmm. Um, more mature Peter Parker. Uh, you know, he's not in high school, not in college. You know, kind of found himself a little bit. He's not going through that like coming of age kind of thing. So that's that's really cool to see. Um, and then it's just like it's just really nice to swing, man like through the town and like jump mm-hmm. off buildings and stuff. And like, they give you a fast travel, but like, why would you use that? Like ever? <laughs> like, yeah, it's true. I like actually didn't yep. know this fast travel existed until I beat the game. The only, the only time I use fast travel is I actually wanted all the backpacks and all the, the cats. And, uh, mm-hmm. it was just easy enough to fast travel to get them. Um, I've like made it through act one. I'm kind of somewhat through act two. Uh, so I still got, pretty hefty bit it looks like to go through um haven't done like any of the side missions so i'm like not really sure if i should like should like take the time to go through that or if i should just go straight through the the main story and then revisit the side stuff or or what but um playing on the max difficulty it doesn't seem too difficult so i mean no, I it's, thought, it's not bad yeah no. i've died once or twice but you know after i died that once twice i'm like oh maybe i should start using gadgets again <laughs> no. they help fight so much yeah um but yeah just uh i also because i'm on remastered i have so many just random skins unlocked down at the bottom like i have mm-hmm. a fantastic four with a bag over his head like i love oh, yeah. that one yeah uh, top tier it's good stuff all the stuff down there i unlocked the the black suit or whatever and basically been using that after i got all the black cat cats um i never used mm-hmm. any of the alternate suits because i felt like it was like what i felt like Why? it was Why? like destroying the integrity of the spider-man's story because okay. that the, was the his suit that suit. he wore come on the one time that i felt that way was uh there's a part where you're like somewhat getting back with mj and you're like cooking your dinner but then you like start to run out the door and i was in spider-punk <laughs> That was the most hilarious scene. Standing at the window, like, I got a dash, but then you're in the spider punk outfit. It's like, yeah, all right, you punk. I knew you were going to dip out. Right? It looks weird in cutscenes. I do. It I looks love fantastic. The, I love seeing them in cutscenes. It makes me smile every time. Especially, yeah, like, yeah. the negative you're one. Sickos like that sort of thing, though. You're the types that, like, hit the <laughs> random button on the character creator until a <laughs> monstrosity pops out, and then you just I mean, play I, as that. I will yeah. say, I usually am a default costume kind of guy for the cutscenes, yeah. but I I think the costumes in that game are so good that they all look good in the cutscenes. Yeah. That's just me. So, I've been having a lot of fun picking that game up after, you know, mindlessly grinding in some other games. Also, <laughs> waiting for July 20th, so. Maybe I'll beat it before then. Is that when the new one comes out? Diablo, Diablo Four is released. Oh, Diablo! I don't, I don't have a PS Five. New one's October. October, okay. Along with the Craven movie, dude. It's Craven month. Yeah, so excited! Everybody loves Craven. (laughs) Everybody loves Craven. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's my favorite show. Uh, What have you been finding, Frank? Um, I've been playing a couple things here and there. We already talked on some of them, so. Yeah. Uh, probably the one that I sunk the most time into recently was a game called Cosmeteer, uh, Starship Architect and Commander. If I ever um, heard a title of a game that screamed Frank, yeah, that's the one, huh? Yeah, that's yeah, it. That's that's the one. Um, uh, so it's a it's a two D game. Um, and uh, so it's you have all of these different um components to be able to build your ship out of. Um, 
it has to be crude uh and you have to take into consider there's like physics with uh like ballistics and stuff like that so like you have to worry about armor uh so for like if you build a ship that mainly uses like cannons like actual guns you need to have a magazine to store all your rounds so and if you don't have your magazine protected and somebody like penetrates it blows up the entire half of your <laughs> ship um that's cool yeah there's like missiles lasers shields rail guns uh and so like some very basic stuff very heavy mod community um to be able to get tons of other things that you want as well um but it's also got co-op and it's got a uh it's got a campaign where the campaign is essentially just like oh here's a galaxy randomly generated it's full of whatever um but what's interesting about it is that the the quests quests um that you get from the space stations um if it's a enough difficulty, then you can earn renown. And the more renown you get, the greater uh, crew size you can have, or the amount of people you can recruit. It doesn't just have to be on one ship. It can be on two ships, or three ships, mm-hmm. or four. Um, so you can have like a small little flotilla of like highly specialized ships, where it's like, the only thing I do is I shoot a railgun. Like, <laughs> that, is, that is all I do. <laughs> Nice. Why would you want to do anything else? Is my Dude, honestly the railguns in that game? I get so hyped because the other thing too is that is that it's like you can put in RTS sort of like right click and you can set waypoints and set your orientation and your engagement range, and your crew pretty much tries to pilot the ship. But you can also take direct control, and then it kind of turns into a twin stick shooter almost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But the maneuverability depends on where you lay your engines out and where you put your thrusters and like all this stuff. Um, so like the you can play co-op in the campaign, so you can have like multiple crews running multiple ships. But but what's also neat is like I I've like timelined my beginner ship that I designed from the beginning, and I have what it is today, and it looks nothing like. <laughs> what it did but overall the general shape is still kind of there hmm. uh which is uh which is pretty neat but it's it's all about like oh how do i get power to these areas quicker and how do i get crew there because you only have so much volume especially when you want to make your ship not look like a block you can make you can make a really functional ship that just looks like a board cube but that's that's <laughs> that's not fun can you can you build your ship to look like a giant penis? Oh, fucking A, you can, <laughs> man. Okay, yeah. like, absolutely. Excellent. Just, mine, I looks just like need a, mine looks like a reverse penis. Like, if I had to describe... <laughs> if I had to describe... <laughs> the, 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 the KGG, it looks, it looks like a... Uh, the KGG-88, it looks mm. like a hammerhead shark. Have you been through looks, 88? Which iterations? looks... Like, no. Oh, okay. I didn't know if you were actually counting. Sorry. I'm on I'm on I'm on Mark Six right now. Mm. I just mm. added rail guns. But I'm thinking about getting rid of them. It's a good upgrade. Oh. Uh but I mean it's also like the bigger your ship gets, the more resources you need. So then you have to start making like manufacturing things within your ship to be able to create ammo instead of buying huh. ammo. And then you need to mine it. So then it's like, oh I'm gonna build a mining ship. But then I need more crew. So it's always gonna pushing you. 
It's got it is so like uh, you can play co-op in the campaign. I'm trying. I'm just trying to see if I can like catfish any motherfuckers. <laughs> to, uh, uh, it sounds play, like it almost turns into like a Factorio on a ship. Yeah, a very bit. very similar to that. Where it's like, I mean, yeah. it's not so much like this goes to here, but it's like, okay, I need these three things. I need crew. I need ammo, and I need power, and I need to figure out how to get all three of those things within close proximity for it to give me the green where mm. it's like, Hey, this is a good spot for this. <laughs> It'll tell you, it'd be like, yeah, the generators on the other side of the ship and you have this here. It's, it's not going to be good. Uh, but yeah, it is kind of that factory of like, Oh, making it efficient. You can also designate crews as like, uh, different assignments and every single item on the ship has a priority and you can set priorities. They can be like, yeah, you guys, you guys just worry about loading guns. You worry about nothing else, unless you don't need to load guns, and then you worry about other things, <laughs> uh, like it's damage control teams. Sorry, it's too bad Aaron's not here. He would love this game. He probably <laughs> would. Maybe. Um, it's got a demo different. on Steam, so people can check it out. Looks like Aaron, when yeah. you listen to this episode, check it out. Check it out. One v one me. <laughs> Um, a very different game that I've been playing in uh, in the world of virtual reality is a game called Rumble. Um, I don't know if uh, if anybody else has, has heard of it, but it's like a mm-hmm. um, it's a VR earth bending fighter game. Fighting Ooh. game. You, you made me fight you, so I've heard of it. Yeah, I did. <laughs> in I did the game or separately? in the game? Okay. In the game. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is. It is like so. There's what's really cool about it is that it's it's not button presses it is all the motion of your hands dictate the combo dictate the move that you're doing so to summon a pillar you have to like you have to default rest your palms on your hips and then you do like a uh like a up in the air sort of thing it summons the pillar and then uh i think there's i think about six, 15 or 16 moves um, they, that you can all like mesh together and like do all this crazy stuff. You go on YouTube and you watch like high level players play this shit. And you're like, dude, I don't, m- my arms can't do that. Yeah. The first time <laughs> I played it, I got so sweaty that I, th- I thought I was going to have to like go to the hospital and be like, give me a saline drip because I'm about to die of dehydration and my muscles hurt so much. It, it's, it's really tiring. It's very, very tiring to play. Turns out when you're trying to move Earth, it actually takes a lot of energy <laughs> because it's very specific about the placement of your hands. It's not too it's specific so... where where it's not like you're not you or don't like have you to be laser up. precise. Yeah, it's like as long as you get the notion, but your hands have to be in the right place. So mm-hmm. to do it fast, you have to go from one position to a different position, and to do that fast, you need to it's go like, like boom boom. And it's then, like picky enough to the point where like if your if your fist is like out in front of you with your palm facing the left and the position is supposed to be palm facing the ground, it's like no, that's wrong. So like you have to make sure your rotations are correct and also the movements between forms are correct. And memorizing which like what direction your face your fists are supposed to be facing is actually like really hard for me. Yeah. I don't under, 
I, there's so many times where I'm like, I'm doing the motion to throw the disc and it's not doing it. And then Frank will be like, oh no, th- that, f- that fist over there has to be rotated 90 degrees. And I'm like, freaking a, like, how, how do you remember <laughs> this? It's crazy. It's cause I sat there and did it for like half an hour <laughs> until I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to do this 20 times in a row. <laughs> and until I do that, I'm, I'm not, but I had like, I had a, I had a match. It's just 1v1. That's all it is. There, there's like a little lobby area where there's like a playground almost where you can hang out with like up to 12 people or whatever. And you can have like mock fights. But like the 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 crux of the game is like one-on-one fighting game style. Mm-hmm. Um, I had one fight where I went with any rank. So there was a guy who had more powers than me. Um, and he had stuff that I just couldn't break through. So I just had to get, I just had to get smart. That fight lasted 36 minutes. Oh my god. No. 36 minutes. I Jeez. asked him in the middle of it. I put a hand up. I literally put a hand up. And I was like, time out, bro. I was like, I, I just I need to get a glass of water. I'm sweating so much. He, and he was just like, yeah, that's cool, man. Let me know when you're ready. Wow. And It uh, sounds really cool. No, it... it uh, honestly, it, it it is really cool. Um, and like the uh, big thing is like, oh, why wouldn't you just spam like the really big moves? The bigger the move, the for the further it pushes you back. Mm. Um, and it's a ring. It it's an arena. So if you get knocked out of the arena, that's one of the ways to to lose the match. So, uh-huh. um, yeah. And then the 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 last one that I was playing a little different, uh, Warhammer 40k Bolt Gun. Um, big the big 40k boomer shooter fan. one. That's yeah, that's the boomer shooter. Um it's very like very akin to Doom that uh that 3D-ish look. Yep. Um but it it truly captures the essence of being a space marine and uh to the point that even jumping is you're you're like I'm jumping as a space marine. I fall Feels more heavy. than more than 2 feet and it's like what the And you're like yeah. Yeah, okay. And it's lower accurate. The first gun you get has explosive rounds that are like 40 millimeters. So you just, the, the enemies are just like jibbing all over the place. It's great. Jibbing. Um, jibbing. And then you get better weapons from there. Um, game gets friggin' hard. I will, I, will, I will tell you that. I got it on the, not the hardest difficulty, but the one just below that. And there are some enemies, enemies in there that can, they can uh, really do you in. I like to call um, that the sweet spot difficulty. Yeah. 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 I like to call that's... that the coward's difficulty. Yeah. Personally. <laughs> I know you're going to say something about how I'm not a real gamer because I like I mean, the difficulty right below the hardest. I don't know. It's like if you want it hard, make it hard. Dude, you know? honestly, I will play a game on its hardest difficulty if I've already beaten it and I like it enough. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I will be honest. There are a lot of times we're playing on the hardest difficulty. I think I'm actively making it worse, but <laughs> I'm also not going to lower it. So I don't know. I'm I'm trapped. Um. So and I mean, it's it's just like a campaign. Um. Probably like twenty hours. Uh. If if you're looking for just kind of like a a doom shooter. Uh. In the 40k universe, or just a solid uh, shooter with some good sound design and uh heavy metal music check out bolt gun yeah. final fantasy tactics advanced 
I'm still trying to play it from my childhood. <laughs> I went to the st- I went to a, a game shop the other day and I was like, "Do you motherfuckers have Game Boy Advance SPs?" And they were like, "Yes, we have refurbished models." So I was like, "What does that wow. mean?" They're like, they're like, "Oh, we have uh, uh, upgraded the screen and uh, done all these things." I'm like, "Oh, that sounds great. Yes, I'll take one of those." There, it, the guy was like, "That'll be two hundred and fifty dollars." I was like, "Okay, <laughs> wait, let me think." <laughs> okay. About <this>. Wow. <laughs> let's, let's back it up, buddy. Ain't no way. Incredible. Two hundred and fifty dollars, dude. So you haven't, you haven't actually played. Tactics advanced yet. But you want I mean, to. Not the way that I want to. Because <laughs> okay. yeah. you texted me today about how to play Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. And I thought maybe you had played some of it, which is why it's on here, because it's the what have you been playing <laughs> lately section. <laughs> yeah, I played it for like an hour. Oh, does okay. that mean that we're adding we a segment it. to our podcast called What Do You Want to Be Playing Lately? What do you want to be playing lately? <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Finally. <laughs> More Arma. Well, we, did so have to, every week. we did have to round out the Final Fantasy Tactics Hour, or the Final Fantasy Hour. My bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, we need to add that segment because I don't think Game, we ever really great. have enough it's content. Got, it's got like this whole system where there's like jobs. Man. Um, <laughs> and then jobs, there's like huh? combos. Um, I think the coolest the coolest thing though is that I was like I was like man can we- you have more than three players in your party? Yeah, fucking right, I mean, you can. It's not a real Final Fantasy game, I don't think. Uh, <laughs> but the, the, if you level up high enough, you can just become a time mage, and you can just be like, you know what? Like three rounds ago, let's just rewind it back. Let's let's just. I didn't like how this whole thing went, so it's almost like a quick save, but it's <laughs> a character skill. Nice. So. That about does it for us, I think, for this yeah. this week. Um, the end. Yeah. Bye. How do you how do you end these podcasts? Thanks for joining uh, us. Tune time. in. Tune back yeah. in for more Final Fantasy talk on the Final <laughs> Fantasy cast in a fortnight. Final Fantasy pillow talk. Oh, wow. that's what I forgot. I actually started playing Fortnite again. But anyways, we can we can oh my gosh. that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> we got time for this. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.